0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One Inch Radio. I'm James Boyne. Here with me, I have Rich Lotta. Um, as often we've had to do um, throughout 2020, we we're going to start this show um, talking about uh, a lot of uh, some of the deaths we've we've witnessed and uh, you know have touched. Uh, I know me and Rich's uh, life for people that we care about, but also uh, um, some of you that are listeners, uh, Chadwick Bozeman and John Thompson um, along with Loot Olsen and Cliff Robertson all died this week this past week uh, you know people say the stuff about things coming in threes well 2020 sucks so much that it comes in fours. yeah yo I you know I've talked to Rich about this often about black actors and black A-list actors and how we've had so few of them um, in our lifetime and you know, we always talked about like the younger generation and the young generation for uh, for us is like Chadwick Bozeman at 43 um, and Michael B. Jordan is like, you know, these are the people that you know as long, you know, we can't longer we can no longer pretend that Denzel Washington is not in his 60s anymore like he is, he, he can't be in that kind of same role, right? Like, he's even doing action movies about him being old, like Equalizer. Chadwick was important. Um, this before Black Panther and T'Challa and all that, like, you go back to, you know, 42, he's Jackie Robinson. Um, he plays Thurgood Marshall before Black Panther. He's James Brown and get on up. And James Brown was performance where I thought, like, this is a movie that has... A number of misses in it but by the time he gets to i think it's at the end of this of the movie oh i think they're in ohio he's in the red suit walking through in his dark light by the time you get to that in the third act or he's walking to the stage you forget that that is not james brown you actually think that's james brown he was so good
1: in this fucking role and what instrument is that james <laughs> That's the another drum. part. Yes,
0: yeah, so when he tells Macy Parker <laughs> that you're, you trumpet player. Your trumpet is a drum as well. Um, but I, he was somebody that was just that talented and to, to find out that he's, you know, with the role of a lifetime with T'Challa and with all this newfound fame and him having to, the fame being so bright that he, everywhere they asked him to go, they asked him to do the fucking Wakanda Forever pose. Everywhere he goes, and you see the sadness in his eyes because he's been asked to do this for literally 50, 11 times. Um, this, become that famous and do all of that with all of that stress while fighting through, fighting for his life. It's just like, what a dude, what a person, right? I just, you know, um, I have you know, not watched Black Panther. Word
1: he never said a word about it. Like right. no one knew. Um, he essentially like when black Panther came out, like, and you know, I saw get on up. Of course I saw uh, his, when he portrayed Jackie Robinson as well, but uh-huh. like when you see him in black Panther and you know, me, especially not, I don't watch the superhero movies and all that, but uh-huh. like I, uh, watched black Panther again. I watched some of it Saturday night and it was just like, I can't believe this. Like, like, it it was just so shocking. And then, um, you know, the first time, you know, I saw him, I just loved the whole movie and he was like a big part of that. And it it just felt like something that like made sense for me, at least. And this was just like, yo, man, it's just so sad because it's like, how do you, how do you prevent this? Like, and it's like, by the time the man got diagnosed, he was at stage three. So it's like, your clock's ticking and. It's just a bad like sad situation all around. Yeah, like
0: the you know the think of being to have that kind of the I mean basically the world is his from that point forward. Like he gets that movie, he was already you know as a as a he's already like B less celebrity level all that kind of stuff, but like this was the engine, like, this is the engine for Michael B. Jordan and Chadwick Boseman to pretty much be able to step into that role to where they can pretty much get most things they want greenlit. step into a, uh, step into a production roles, you know? Like, this is supposed to lead to, you know, moving on up, like, you know, on the east side, (laughs) but, um, you know, we talk about all, uh, for progression for all, you know, um, for everywhere, like where this music industry or whatever, in or in film, and he was going to get, you know, given the the roles he took, and given, you know, some of the things we've 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 heard about him over the years, like he, I think he was going to open the door for a lot of black talent over the next few years. Um, you know, along with the rest of um, the the <laughs> the rest of the of black Hollywood that's super elite too. Like you know, like. Ava DuVernay and, and Ryan Coogler and I thought I thought this was going to be the next wave and you hear about how close knit all those like elites are like Gabriel you another know, example like I thought he was going to help shepherd a lot of that in over over the next few years and unfortunately it's not going to happen um, but you know uh, rest in power to him. Um, I mean, he has a, he has a legacy, like he yeah. legitimately has a legacy given the roles he took and how good he was at these, at these roles. Um, you know, there is a, uh, I don't want to say typecast, but like he had a he had a thing that he wanted to do and he enjoyed to do, um, playing these biopics and he did he knocked them out the park almost every single one of them. So um shouts out to him. Legend um, shit
1: only. Like, yeah,
0: pretty <laughs> much. Like I mean he was all you know, you look at uh Twitter and see people talk about like he kept playing all of these heroes. All of these, you know, all, some someone that's a hero to other people. Right, whether it's Jackie Robinson or Thurgood Marshall or, or James Brown or, and you know, and then he plays a fucking superhero. Literally, it's like it's you know, um, like I'm not going to get into Black Panther in the future for that. They're not going to shut that down. They're making too much money off that. But whatever, we'll figure. What, hopefully that whatever they do comes in good and in, in um, in appropriate taste. But um, I'm I'm from now on. I'm just moving on to uh, John Thompson. <sighs> Yeah,
1: I I woke up this morning and saw that and was like, wow. Just like the the, the quote-unquote hits keep coming. And it was like, John Thompson was a little bit before my time. Like, I started watching college basketball in the late 90s. He's kind of heading out of Georgetown, of course, Uh like – but then you start learn about the history of John Thompson and then the kind of man he was and you always we we've talked about it on this show like with the older generation and how they treat the younger generation um John Thompson was somebody that like was willing to look past a lot of like quote unquote red flags about people to realize that like no matter like what kind of background like you know people like Iverson for example Uh come from like if Iverson's quote unquote untouchable he's not untouchable for John Thompson because like you ain't gonna disrespect John Thompson. Like I'm right. sorry, like <laughs> it, it ain't happening. And uh legendary coach impacted a lot of, you know, the four Hall of Fame players like he recruited, essentially. And uh-huh. um and scared the shit out of white people for a real long time. Um John <laughs> I mean, Thompson. Look, yes, and also like don't 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 don't
0: pretend like somebody that's that size and a person that doesn't, that's not like a lovable giant. Like he scared a lot of people, even his fucking, even his own, uh, um, I don't know. Someone said students, some, even his own players This is why most of them at, you know, is out there walking around, with they back up, right? Yeah. Like, you never heard about any slip ups with Iverson in Georgetown or, <laughs> or, or, uh, you know, someone with a big temper, like Alonzo morning, none of that.
1: Yeah. There's a reason. Why. Right.
0: That house was um, in order.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like I imagine, like um, the the respectability uh, politics loved John John Thompson. Like they were like, uh, oh, you, yeah. you you keeping these weird snappers in line. Yeah, you know, and he's always dressed well too. So yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I, I think the thing that's notable for him is I I'd have to look into it, but. I have to imagine he's the first ever, uh, black coach of a division one, uh, of a dig- division one championship in any major three sport. Or major yes. four is going to include hockey. He's the first one in basketball. Uh, first one in
1: basketball. Yeah. Yeah. First one in
0: basketball. So like, I, look, do you think there was any, uh, head coaching managers that, that won the, uh, won the, uh, college world series? No. <laughs> How about hockey? How about the frozen four? You think any, uh, black head coaches won the frozen four?
1: you know what i i i don't think I, I don't think so
0: like i mean unless john saunders uh was was was, was uh out here splitting his time when he was still with us uh coaching uh boston university between doing uh sports center and the like i and uh also uh, outside the lines i don't recall anybody coaching hockey doing it um so yeah i mean there is no Nolan Richardson there is no Kevin Ollie without John Thompson there's not um so I you know not to say that he you know he spearheaded no Richardson, but like given the opportunity to get multiple jobs you know I just he's um he's a very important figure um like especially to Big E's basketball like I was thinking about it so much as far as like when I was a kid it's like kid to you know the time i stopped watching basketball is like until the actually Big East basically got ripped apart um with syracuse and uh yukon leaving it was just like yo like for basically my entire existence the only thing i know that that matters as far as college basketball is acc in the big east and these are you know all hooked up in the same corridor they're close they not they're not schools that are that gigantic and like they keep every single year. You already know, like who's most, who's going to win the, uh, the, the tourney. All right. Somebody at the big East, someone out the ACC or like Michigan state or UCLA one random year. They, they get their shit together or <laughs> Kansas. Like that's pretty much what you knew. It's like, those are the 2 preeminent conferences, you know, me and you as Duke, you know, Duke and Carolina fans, we, we peep that like, we always used to talk about, like, how much we used to enjoy watching those challenges and be like, we hope we fucking win. Like, we, you know, how we were with uh, the Yankees and the Red Sox, as far as, like, alright, one night only, put that shit aside, fuck d <laughs> and And, for me, it was always like, look, man, I, I, I hate watching Big East basketball. I don't understand why they're so good. These dudes look like they're, like, 30, 25. I don't get Bro, it. All of them, dude, whether it was Syracuse dude. or Georgetown at the time or, or, uh. St.
1: John's. Good St. God. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, how? Is, look, Duke like, loved, loved to roll into Madison Square Garden and play St. John's and lose yeah. to, to, to some dudes that looked like they were, you know, like these were, and these were men with jobs they yeah. were playing
0: against. Remember, remember those Pittsburgh teams in the mid, in the yes. late oh, 2000s? God, I it, remember them teams? Carl um, Krauser. (laughs) Yeah, it's just, yeah, um, but yeah, just, he was, he was at the face of it. Like, there's a generation of people of the ESPN era that are older than us where, like, a lot of their childhood revolves around John Thompson versus Jim Beheim on Mm -hmm. a random, you know, on a random weekday, screaming their heads off at each other and at
1: refs. So, um, it's, you know, so like when you start uh, thinking about all those coaches, like, like Calhoun, like um, Beheim yeah. Thompson, like he's like, there's like this class of coaches that like, I don't want to say it's gone, but it's like, they, it, are. They, they don't grow on trees. Like, yeah. it, like they don't walk through the door every day. Like, you know, Coach K is still hanging around. And Roy. Um, like who's and left? Roy is still hanging around. Who's left? I, like I mean, would you consider
0: Calipari part of that? Because I wouldn't.
1: Yes, you would. Okay. Unfortunately, I, w- I Unfortunately. would. He's been around long enough. Okay. R- R- is Patino still around? Patino
0: got fired. Remember?
1: That's right. That's he got right. Yes. Yeah, he got. Yeah, yes, he,
0: he hasn't had a job since Louisville. I don't think. Yeah. Gotcha. But he would be a part of that. I wonder too, if he's
1: somewhere small off the map. You know,
0: maybe I'd have to look into it. Um, yeah, but yeah, just like you know, you think about like, you know, how many of those guys still have jobs between Roy and Kay and Calipari and um, someone like even like a Bob Huggins, and you're like, all right, these, you know, the coaches are like the faces of these programs it's of all. the sport, and. Like, the guard has changed. Like, you know, it's, we're now in the, you know, um, what's, uh, oh my God, what is Buddy from Villanova's, uh, name? <sighs> I can't believe I can't remember his name. Jay Wright. That's right. You know, it's, it's the Jay Wrights of the world. Like, that is going to be, like, the next generation coming through. And, like, now you're thinking about is it, it's like, all right, Calhoun has had cancer how many times? Uh, like, these people that like you know were in your life you know for on and off for for years as a child are like they're gonna be gone soon, or more of them will be gone. And like the first one, the first domino is 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 uh is John Tompkins. So you know that's um that that's that's the part that mostly that mostly saddens me is like and also another part is like he graduated almost all his kids,
1: all but two. Someone said,
0: yeah, not hard that is. Yeah, at Georgetown.
1: That's... Georgetown, the school that <laughs> Look, was, yeah, once you yeah, find like, out it's not H.
0: Once you realize you're like, wait a second, this isn't HBCU. This is a this is a Jesuit college. What? Like people like a lot of lawyers come out of here. What? <laughs> what do you find out that it wasn't so black historically black school? What do you find out? What do you realize? Comes that realization? Like, not that.
1: Like. Uh, like I would have assumed, like it was like ha- another Hampton, but they were just like right. good or whatever. What? <laughs> right? I don't know. Like, yeah, it was just like uh, it, it had, probably when I was a teenager, sometime. Yeah, yeah.
0: <sighs> All right. Well, I mean, uh, so other coaches in another part of the generation. Lou Olson passed away recently too. Uh, this within this yep. week. Um, you know, think about the North Carolina, think about, not North Carolina, all the Arizona runs in the final four they had, they won a national title, was that 97? Yep. Yeah, I mean, think of all the players he had. Lots,
1: lots of recruits.
0: Yeah, lots of them. He's pretty much like, after UCLA started fucking off, he basically like, I'll take all those kids that y'all are botching, and we'll, we'll basically, you know, keep the, uh, the Pac-10 up and running. Um, until, you know, whenever UCLA pulls his head out of his ass, which is basically once a decade now, um, yeah, he coached a lot of NBA talent, yeah, yeah, a lot like, of guys,
1: yeah, a lot like of guys. from, from I Kerr just, to just Richard Jefferson, to Jason of.
0: Terry to, yeah, just lots of guys, uh, Iwadala, just
1: yeah. tons of guys, um, you yeah. know, Gilbert Arenas, Cliff right, Robinson, like. Yeah, um Gilbert Arenas definitely. Yeah. Uh he he was on the team with uh Lauren Woods in 2001 as well as what was his name? It was a forward. I think it was Richard Jefferson was on that team with them.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But he was like a freshman or something. Yeah, he was super young. Um yeah, Luke Walton, yeah, just just tons of guys. Right. Liam Stoudemire All remember American. him?
0: Yep. Yeah, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, didn't he have, uh, what's it? He had a guard that was a shooter. Was his last name was Shakur, right?
1: Mustafa Shakur.
0: That's, yep, Mustafa Shakur. I think. Yeah, man, like, he, lots of great college players. He he kept turning them out. Um, at a school where I can't imagine that's easy to do because the town's not close by. Um, so,
1: yeah, um, yeah, Mike Cliff. Bibby, Damon Stoudemeyer, um, lots of talent, Jared Bayless. Yeah,
0: I think he was still there. Um, yep, that was towards the end. That was towards the end.
1: Yeah, 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 lots of fucking guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, rest in peace to Lute Olson as well. Um, and then Cliff Robinson was the last uh, person that died. Cliff Robinson just always kind of. Uh, like if you're, uh, James and Isaiah, it's just kind of like an NBA staple you grew up with. Like, yeah. you never knew what team Cliff Robinson would be on, but you would always see him and in you would always see the headband in the playoffs yep. somewhere, like in the second round or something like <laughs> yep. that. And, you know, like w- one of the headband forefathers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> A dude that I think, you know, given his game, if he came around later, he probably would end up being even better. As a person that was a you know perennial uh, rotation guy in the NBA for years and years and years, um, I mean he was because he would have been a better shooter when he was in. He already had he had a shot. He could he was able to guard multiple positions. Um, yeah, yeah, he he would have been a he would have been a he'd made a lot of money. And um, in this day's NBA, uh, if he came around, you know, twenty years later, um, but yeah, I. I don't even know what the cause of his death was. I just I just heard, but I was like, I can't really. He's only like fifty yeah. something, if early fifties. Yeah, yeah.
1: fifty three.
0: Yeah, you know crazy. Yeah. Um, I wonder if I have to go look around and see if like Clifford Roberts has any in interviews on like talking about Clyde Drexler during the '92 Finals. Because you know, like when when got you have to. when you, you have, have yeah got to because you know. The classic picture when you have, um, Magic Michael Jordan doing the and Magic Johnson, like you see Cliff Robson like walk, in the picture, in the frame. So it's like, I wonder what his thoughts were on all this kind of stuff.
1: Um, he was big homie to why so many people. He's gotta be a charismatic uh, figure. Huh? <laughs> like, why'd you even get this man started? <laughs>
0: Yeah. And you know, like, given how he's such a you know, he's talked of as such a uh, mentoring type, like he's gotta be like this gregarious personality. We just gotta um I gotta check for some of this stuff. Um so yeah. that that's what I'll be doing is like looking through some of these interviews, with some people especially John uh Thompson. Um like the I saw some of the um Iverson Hall of Fame speech with um talking about uh Thompson and it was just like Yeah that dude saved him, you know, in a time where, you know, it was so hard for, uh, so hard for Iverson after that, after that Bone alley fight where, like, you know, now I don't think that discourages teams in that kind of way, obviously, but he took, a, at that time, it was a real move, bold move to go, you know, go to bat for Iverson. And, you know, he's one of those love figures in NBA history. Like, we don't have that without, uh, John Thompson. So And all also right. some great teams like I mean some of those some of those mid eighties uh Georgetown teams some of the greatest teams of all time. Um you know, based around Union, Ewing. So um was it three straight final or street three three straight championship three games straight and, final. yeah. So Yeah, and they yeah. won. Yeah, so I guess we got always the bad guy. Yeah. I, I wonder yeah, I wonder why. Um <laughs> So, um, I guess it's time to move on, talk about more, um, depressing things. Uh, last week I was recording this show, um, video surfaced of Jacob Blake, um, being nearly executed by a police officer, shot at point blank range seven times. Policeman was so unthreatened that you could see the police officer grab him by the that grab, glad, or grab him, touch him on the back before it, you know, shooting him seven times in the back. Uh, I saw him and I thought for sure this dude was dead. Um, uh, fortunately, he's still alive, he's paralyzed from the way he's down. Um, I don't know anything about his uh prognosis as far as like you know, could he you know, eventually be, be able to walk again, but you know, um, at this juncture, he's lucky enough to be alive given the the, the horrible situation that happened to him. Um, what were your thoughts on seeing that video?
1: Man. (sighs) Confusion. Um, I'm trying to process the whole thing, like, because it's not coming from a body camera. It's coming from like an external camera. Uh Kind of ducked off in the distance. You see him walking into his car. Everyone's screaming and it seems like everyone around the situation saw what was about to happen before it happened. Yep. And it was like the, pe- the the woman was screaming like no, no, because you know, the guns were drawn and he took, you know, he's walking back in the car and then he hits him seven times in the back. You weren't like I, people people were saying he was like trying to retrieve a knife or something. I was like uh, What is a knife going to do against a gun? And also, what is this knife going to do against this body armor that you're wearing? What, like, if you needed to detain the man, why couldn't you, like, use your, like, hands? Like, you could have, like, restrained him. You could have done... You know, a million other things and shoot him and, and let him, let seven off in his back. Um, and then paralyze the man. I hope he sues. I hope he gets every dollar. I hope he drains the department of their funds, literally defunds the police. And it was just like shock, like, yo we did all this marching and protesting and fucking shit up and everything like that and it's just like they insist on killing us why and i just saw it and i was just like i was heartbroken again and then just like put that in your mental rolodex uh one more thing you don't you you don't want to do is turn your back to the police because then they may feel threatened again. Yeah. Um,
0: you mentioned um, the either a woman or multiple women um, were yelling like, no, 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 please don't do this. It's like, it's almost like someone is it's almost like a weird foreshadowing like you see you hear you see the name, you read you click on the name, you see someone happening you click on the video and this person is basically like narrating like this person what I thought at the time was their their demise like in I'm watching it and I'm at a point now with these videos where I'm never numb to them initially. I'm I'm numb to the matter. I'm able to get away from the video. Um But my initial reaction was just like not anger, not sadness, um I don't even know if the right word is upset, but it was just like I guess the word's incredulous, like I can't believe he's getting in a car. He's getting in the car. You put your hands on his back as he as he's as he opened the door, you touched him. You were comfortable enough to touch him, and then you moved your hand the way, and then you let off in him seven times. And at the time, I thought he was dead. I thought he was dead. Um, I and, and in my mind, I'm thinking like, you were. This I'm thinking of how this is going to play out. You know, whether he's fired immediately or not, and then charges come or they don't, but. The defense is going to be, he felt threatened and like, I'm sorry, but I just don't buy that a motherfucker that's in armor, as you mentioned, and with a gun, a nightstick, a flashlight, handcuffs, like basically like Cameron on um, on Down and Out, like he got um, old Tim's padded boots, hand grenades, and apparel sh- uh, gar- goggles and a par- parachute, he has all that shit on him. And he kept coming up to touch him with his bare fucking hand, and then fin- and then decided, nah, that's not enough, and then moved his hand away and the shot the dude to fuck up. And you know, you later find out that like his kids, three of his kids were in the, were in the back seat. It's like, so you just let off shots into this dude, and with kids in the back seat watching their watching, effectively, you know watching their their father die in front of them. Like, the kind of trauma right. that is. Forget the uh forget the what happened to um the physical body for a second. Like, imagine being a kid watching, in, in, in your mind, like, the strongest person you know, right? Just basically just get holes put into them and then, like, left their body as they're just, like, watching their soul leave out their body or watching their body just slump down. Like, it's, it's, that's, that's, that is just, like, so disgusting and, like, should never happen to anybody under any circumstance. And I watched a video and I'm just like, wow. Um And then from there, I moved to, you know, what I described to y'all, just like, I just can't, uh, you start just... What, what excuse will they come up with next is my next thought. Like, what excuse are you going to come up with to defend? And then you see this stuff, it's like, it's the, the same shit. Well, if he had just dot, dot, dot. Bro, there is no, there is literally no, um, recourse that a black person could take to keep themselves from getting shot a hundred out of a hundred times or a thousand out of a thousand times. Name one. Hands in on your head. want to shoot your ass. They will. Hands in your head, shot. On your knees, shot. Laying on the ground, shot. There's cases for all of those situations where somebody has laid down. The only, the only way to not get killed is to not, while being black by a police officer, 100 of the time is to not exist. It's not. That's avoid the police. I mean, we've all. I mean, all of us do that. Most of us all do that. Who wants to hang around cops?
1: No one, like,
0: and I, that's not even a that's not even a black person thing. That's everybody. You don't want no one wants to hang on cops.
1: Well, what good can come come because, out of that? Because
0: because everybody knows <laughs> that like there's potential for some shit like this to happen, but especially for black yeah. people.
1: It, yeah, so um, it's a uh, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm happy the man didn't lose his life. Um, I'm happy he's able to you know continue living however like it's fucked up like he's paralyzed he's never gonna walk again like I don't know man like and I don't like that it doesn't necessarily make me feel better that he's he's only paralyzed (laughs) like it's
0: it's still a tragedy yeah yeah you, had a, yeah. you have a citizen getting shot by an authority of the state seven times for what amounted to something that should never end with someone being shot seven times. I don't give a fuck if there was a gun, in, or not a gun, but uh, if there was a knife in there. We, we just went over this. How much shit do you need to where you feel comfortable enough not to uh, use the option that will most efficiently kill somebody?
1: I guess they only feel comfortable when they got their SWAT uniforms on with the helmets and the like face masks the, like, and, the, you know, the, the steel toe boots and the, the fucking shield and, and, and the fucking everything. Like apparently they have to dress like the fucking Terminator or some shit to feel like, you know, they have a pair of nuts. Just, just ridiculous. I hate it. I yeah. hate them.
0: So um in in lieu of that uh move on, we can move on from there unless you have anything else you want to say about uh Jake the Blake Jacob Blake situation.
1: Um I hope Jacob Blake uh is able to recover from this. I ho- I hope a miracle happens and he can walk again.
0: Yeah, um I hope he's able to find some kind of <sighs> Return to normalcy after this happened because, like, this is undoubtedly changed his life for absolutely the worst. Um, and his life may, may, or probably has been ruined. Um, thanks to, you know, to some shit he probably funded with his own taxpayer money, right? Um, so anyway, uh, in the aftermath of this, the NBA, um, stopped the playoffs for, like, three days. Uh, going through, reading through some of the stuff, listening to the reports, it seems like uh, the Milwaukee Bucks up 3-1 in their series uh, against the Orlando Magic. Um, You know, some of them felt, you know, still fucked up about this whole situation, like a lot of us. And they felt like the need to do something. Um, And they felt like maybe... You know, we shouldn't play basketball. Um, We're up 3 1 in the series. We got this series comfortably under control. Um, Maybe we should let this one go, let the world think about what the fuck happened, um, and we'll get back to it later on. And then from there, things snowballed because the NBA wants to be, the NBA Players Union or Players Association wants to be a united front. So once one team wants to forfeit, the team that is, um, they're playing against doesn't want to be the team that is willing to play and takes the forfeiture. Of course, they have Pride. Um, and then you have the other teams that were on the schedule, like the rockets and thunder. And then later the Laker and the blazers. And, you know, people want to hear from them. Um, so then it turned to everybody is not playing. Um, all six teams are not playing. And then people, you know, there are obviously people in that bubble that never wanted really to go to that bubble. Um, you know, it's you know, it's majority rules have a thing. It's a players' league. It's, it's a you know star-driven league. So um, the votes aren't even. And you know, there was a call to even start this bubble thing with LeBron and Westbrook and Harden and Chris Paul and Steph and um, Kawhi and whatever. And you know, them wanted to get this thing going. Start caused it to happen. Um, so they had a bunch of meetings and you know um, ultimately they decided to you know they wanted to talk to some of the owners or all the owners and get some of their commitments to different things um, more money from what they already uh, uh, had the owners agree to before going to the bubble to go towards um social injustice, uh, and then also now there are more, um, NBA stadiums that are going to, um, do polling for, um, the election, uh, which is definitely helps because a lot of these arenas are in, um, black communities and a lot of these black communities, um, polling stations are being fucked with and they're creating like polling deserts. To, so, there's only so many places people can go and with the effects of COVID people do not want to risk, um, you know risk potentially risk their lives to fucking vote um because you know the, the mail's being getting fucked with everyone knows the mail's being fucked with um so it's, it's 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 it was so weird, you know just the it looking back at it rich in real time it's like oh, I think this shit's done what were, what were your thoughts on it? do you think this hmm. shit was done at the time?
1: <sighs> I was like, wow i've never seen an nba team like flat out refuse to play like right. even through donald sterling which you right. would have thought maybe something would have happened then right um i was like all right if you don't want to play all right cool i'm with you you yep. know you, you know i'm a radical ass nigga myself so, um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 so I i i was like all I, right. hold on, hold, on, hold on. We'll you go. i spent that in one of the threads that uh that i'm also in with you for that to be your nickname in one of these threads I fully expect wow. a, a, an OL apostrophe radical hyphen ass nigga to be one of those in one of them I I, I have an idea which one it's going to be in but in one of them 20 that you better it better be it in one of those
1: so I so I was like you know me I'm quick to like you know not watch some shit or like or sit out on something but like I feel like it's going to make a st- statement I ain't watched NFL in years it's four it's years three, coming four up years yeah, years. So, yeah so alright cool and then i was like i heard like 24 hours later it was like all right cool they had decided to resume and i'm like well what happened like right. <laughs> like like huh like like what are we doing here and i started you know thinking about it and it was like am sure there's a lot of money on the table from this year next year and of course like you always kind of if you have to weigh the the money factor in to this you have to do that it's irresponsible otherwise to do that yes you know if you want to make a statement fuck this we ain't playing right uh-huh. but I don't know man it's it's a really like you know it's a really difficult situation because then you have like stuff like Kenny Smith was walking off the air right. uh, trying to show solidarity with the players that puts Shaq and Charles in a tough position Um and there's one thing that I'm not a fan of is you know is like if if we can keep the you know if we can keep this in the house and we ain't got to show everybody um let's do that first before <laughs> you know everyone else gets to make these decisions uh and these judgments for upon us uh, mm-hmm. as black people but um i i figured it was like you know <sighs> It was a lot of confusion because I was, I was like, well, what happened? And I never right. really got an answer on what happened rather than thinking like, okay, I guess, you know, they, the players have to get back to it. It's like, we didn't come all the way through this bubble, you know, to, to pack it up essentially. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, what can we do? So they needed to find something to do. Like, even though the action was not playing, like, there's always, they're always going to be asked, well, what are you plan on doing next? Like, right. no, we're not worried about what's yeah. next. We're worried about what we, what the hell we did because you know why? Because everyone else is worried about why we're right. not playing. Everyone else is on Twitter saying, oh, why is there no game tonight? Like, this was what got their attention. Like, whatever comes next, it's not on us to fucking fix the problem.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. That's one of the things like, one of, the t- one of my favorite tweets about this whole situation is like, <laughs> the NBA is doing more to try to combat and try to fix <laughs> these, these structural, uh, inequitudes. It's, they're doing more than, than the fucking government actually is to do it. It's like, yeah, you know, that's, that's the thing that always with me, you know, when, even when it was get, the getting back to the bubble and there was stuff about whether or not Kyrie Irving was a, a disruptor or not that Woj wrote, which is bullshit, but whatever. Um, like the word, the word is not disruptor. It's, there's something that you can use besides disruptor, but that, that's not a fair word. Uh, but my, my thought always was like, and this is the thing when it comes to anybody. Anybody that takes a stand against injustice, like it is not this individual person, it is not Martin Luther King or Malcolm X or or Angela Davis or whoever. Fred Hampton, John Lewis. It is nobody's responsibility that is underneath this fucking boot to to get the boot off our necks. It's on the people who are that are that are in, foot is inside the fucking boot. So, we have the NBA that's eighty 80%, percent, eighty something percent black, and these are some of the most powerful black men in this country, black people in this country, and they are basically like t- putting their careers on the line and their career earnings and money in jeopardy in a capitalist society that nets them said power to try to make life just even for people that look
1: like them. Yeah.
0: Right. They make their lives look just even for the other, uh, you know, 40 some odd people that look like them. It's like, I commend them for them, but I'm also heartbroken for them because like, it's, it's, it absolutely look, it's, it is, this ain't fair to them. I don't want to, I don't know other, like, uh, way I can articulate this, but like, this ain't some shit that they got, they got us into. This is some shit they were born into just like everybody else. And it is nobody's responsibility, um, on our side that looks like us to fix these problems because we didn't create them and we don't, uh, profit off them and we don't, um, shepherd them into the future either. <laughs> All this shit is, all this shit is dropped on us and we have to find a way. It's always us that has to try to come up with solutions to this problem, right? Like, I remember, um, Tana, Tana Hossie Coates, uh, one of his criticisms for his book, Criticism in, co- in quotation, uh, between, uh, for the, uh, between the world and me was that you laid out, or even the case for reparations that, uh, when I write what I write, people will come to me and say, well, you didn't, you wrote out, um, you explained, or articulated these issues and these problems with reporting with, um, you know, through research and all that to detail and uh, these problems, but you didn't come up with a solution. And he's like, that's not my job. It's, right. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not his job. It's not the NBA's job or the NBA players' job to fix this shit? Raise awareness, sure. Fix it. Nobody's big enough to handle this task. Not even them.
1: Right. I commend. Like, them, like I commend like them. Just going.
0: I commend them with all my heart for them. Um, you know. F- you know. To, like we talked about, have that kind of power, have that kind of those kind of resources at disposal, and ultimately, it don't matter. They're still powerless. I commend them for trying. I commend them for trying, but you know, ultimately, it's just like I just feel I feel bad for them. I feel bad for him. it was like because they, you know, what the situation is. These people don't like you. You you feel that that guilt of I'm out here. I'm trying to be my brother's keeper. I'm gonna try anything I can. I'm gonna try anything I can. It's happened to me throughout my whole life. It's happened to me. It's happened to me. And now I got. I'm away from my family. I'm in this fucking bubble. My mental health is a fucking mess. And I just gotta do something. Haven't you just get seen desperate, you feel like you gotta do something. <laughs> <laughs> and you just you know, I yeah. just feel I just my my you know, it's it was in you know, it's just it's a really sad moment of just like What can they do? They do all, all the way, what the answer is like whatever they can. That's what they was trying to come up with. Whatever they can get out of this situation, right. they're gonna they're <clears> gonna try to <throat> get a situation because they're at a breaking point, obviously. A lot of them are. A lot of them never even want to come to this fucking bubble. A lot of them, you know, may have been more optimistic than the actual situation is and thought that like raising awareness as much as we can and pound alarm and talking about voting and all that kind of stuff and making these moves or whatever else is going to change things. And ultimately I believe that this is a step in the right direction, obviously, but we talked about this off air over the week with um, my cousin, Alex, like, Progress is slow and long, and it is going. It is a it is a relay race oh, of you handing the baton to the next generation. And I commend NBA I commend NBA players for um, helping you know helping close this gap. But as far as winning this race, the finish line is so far away they'll never see it. But I commend them for for, for realizing that like we still gotta we still gotta try to. Closes close the gap on this on this uh leg of the other of relay.
1: Yeah. It's um it, it takes me back to the Kaepernick thing and then him having to do all that stuff in addition right. to just a simple protest and, and and speaking eloquently about the situation. Like it was it was almost like he was like bullied into like donating all this money dollars? that he had to do. Yep. And, a million dollars. Yeah, you know, uh doing the thing with the suits, like uh starting the camps for the kids. Like this was all the stuff that he had to like this commendable stuff. Yeah. This this like this hero this heroic like, you know, stuff, but ultimately like all he can do is like the most effective thing he did which was shine a light on it. It's not our job to fix it and it's almost like The people that come up with a cure for something is well it's not like them like like to administer the cure too it's like no we're doing the research to like develop this like like we let the doctors like you know do that shit like to diagnose it and and distribute it to people it's like no that's not I don't know man it's I I think it's a mind fuck it's a total mind fuck yeah it's a
0: rhetorical trick and you know for better or worse mostly for worse the people that point out the right things get suckered into having to. Well, what is your solution for? It's like that's not that's above my pay grade, uh, ma'am. Like, yeah, yeah like, but I, how, I, about, I, how about how about this? Like, how about we were, refu- Am I right or wrong? Am I right or wrong? Or you just didn't like it? Oh, gotcha. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like whenever like that. That's like you know. I always talk about language and knowing what type of language to look out for to, to be able to like read the situations and what I'm developing, you know, and feeling like what's next is code for like, it's more code. Well, what are we going to do next? We're past kneeling, like all that stuff. Like it's, it's like, no man, like the action was like, like, like I fall, fall back on like the action is the protest. Like that is the action. Like, Y'all, all right now, it, like we need to be reacted to now. So, if you want to leave it there, we can um talk about this Nasir. Yeah, uh yeah. Actually, we'll,
0: we'll let's start the show and then we'll. Fifty yeah. minutes in, let's start the show and then we'll. Fifty get to minutes the
1: nuts, in, Nasir. Man. Well, I mean, that's what
0: happens with these bullshit ass weeks that happen in twenty twenty, right?
1: 2020. Good God. Yeah.
0: Go to hell again. Actually, yes. when I tell you to go to hell this this time, listen. Go to hell. Don't say nobody with you. Yeah. Like, bro, I saw a picture of Chadwick Bozeman and Kobe, and I was like, nope. Yeah. Turn it off, Twitter. Not doing it. Not doing it. Like, I'm just <laughs> not. No. Like, I'm not about to. I'm not about to. Like. I'm just going to take the Kobe route. I'm going to get it. Stay the fuck away from my phone. Like I know it's going to be bad. Stay away from my phone. I'm not even going to read it. I'll, I'll handle it when I handle my grief, whenever, you know, it finally hits me, but I'm not doing it tonight. I'm not going to Hannah Camaro myself and watch and be on, and uh, look at my phone and read comments and well wishes and nice things for, and and feel just terrible for a whole night because I can't sleep. So I'm not going to do it. So I, same thing with pose I was like, Nope, not doing it. You pulled out Kobe next to him. You, you bastards. I'm not doing it. So um, but, yeah, just R P to everybody that's dead. Jesus Christ, 2020, you fucking suck.
1: Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Right, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Thanks.
0: Okay. Now I guess it's started the show. Uh Music week. I checked out the Nasir album. Brother Jones is a person that I have an interesting relationship with uh, as a fan. He is one of the greatest rappers I've ever heard in my life. But I don't really... Like, I'm not a hardcore fan of his. Like, I'm a casual fan of Nas, which is like, Nas has some such thing as casual fans. But I'm a close thing to it. Like, I, I you know, I... <clears> uh, he, in 2005, I heard Illmatic for the first time. I bought out. I bought the CD out of the, out of the mall, and then bumped it in my car. Um, this 2005, so like, I'd always like Nas singles, but it was like, how come I never have hear anybody like play Nas or whatever? Yeah, obviously being down here in Florida, um, picked it up. Thought it was Illmatic was dope. You know, obviously, you know, you hear "Made Me Look" or Uchiwali or you know, "The World Is Mine" or "Hate Me Now" or One Mike. You're like, yeah, niggas incredible rapper, duh. But, um, it was person. that's like I always respected the skills, but never like was super interested in him. Um, and then you know, time goes by, like Street disciple when Godson.
1: Which is funny because people always act how interesting Nas is. <laughs> go ahead yeah so um
0: time goes by in uh 2009 2010 he does uh the album down this album untitled because he wanted to call a nigga and uh <laughs> and the label's ex like no we are not putting a nigger in the stores so we're not doing that nas here uh <laughs> that what that issue me because of the story um, at that point in time, he's on Def Jam, which is like how, how, like, I wonder how up and on the up and up, like, this album's gonna be with, like, Jay-Z at the helm, possibly trying to sabotage this man at every chance. <laughs> uh, then you're like, oh, he's, uh, Nas is doing, is doing tracks with, with, uh, Polo the Don and DJ Toop. Okay. Uh, I'm interested. I, I need to hear this. I need to, I need to hear what this album sounds like. And, you know, between like the Mark Ronson stuff and you know the Salaam Remy stuff it was another, it was another uh, album that I thought was very well done I'd even go as far as saying it was a great album um and then you know every project since then has never really interested me like you know Summer on Smash I heard the songs like this is a dope ass record obviously like Nas is a great rapper um but this one I hear he's doing a record with Hitboy like almost everything's, everything's done with Hitboy and I'm like that interests me. Like, I'm interested to see, like, is this going to be great or is it going to be a mess? Um, the last album I want to know parts of because that was as soon as that was, that was like around the time Kanye dropped all those release at the same time. And he was fresh off of basically ending my relationship with him ever again as yeah. a fan of his music. So, um, I got to say her album and like this you know, between the stuff we've heard from Hit-Boy over the past decade with him now, since like 2011 to now, and this, it's like, it was a perfect marriage and I don't know if they could have done a better album together with 12 tracks of Nasir and Hit-Boy. Um, what what were your thoughts on this album so far? Like, I mean, in your relationship, actually, let's talk about your relationship with Nas. You you are a big Nas fan yourself.
1: Yeah, um, I. I it's funny because like, I wouldn't call myself a super Nas fan either, but I'm right, just right, right. like I've been a lifetime fan of Nas. Like my mm-hmm. mom liked Nas. Like um <clears throat> it was like all right, I always felt like there was something I could learn as a rapper from Nas, like how to come on a track, how to like command a track, how to tell a story on a song, how to how to do it. And, uh-huh. you know, I, I never really, you know, got on with the beat selection, but I always thought Nas was unfairly judged for his beat selection as well. Um, oh, he, I, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I always thought he had plenty of dope beats. Yeah, on, on I, I think the thing with Nas, well, two things, right?
0: I'm glad you said that you um, that you learned a lot from Nas. Dot dot dot. As a rapper, I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad you pointed out as a <laughs> rapper and lyricist and storyteller and you know and person with with slick wordplay. I'm glad that you pointed that that you put that part in because you said you learned a lot from Nas. I'd be like. Oh God! But anyway, but anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. As far as the the beat thing with Nas, Nas has some of the great has rapped over some of the greatest beats that have ever existed for in rap music. But he also has rapped over beats that are like uh, some have been flat out boring. Some have been mid. Some have been like it, it's for depends on what room you're in. They work right. Like, and I think a lot of the Nas people talk about the Nas stuff is like the. He never really made stuff that made you want to be bumping in your car, driving with your friends, or or play it at a at a um at a cookout, or play it in a club. And it's like, you know, that's I, I saw at the time, where like we were less diverse as far as um the number of rap acts we were getting on major labels too. So mm-hmm. like, I feel like you know Nas had to pay for some had to get some of those critiques that like the Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole types do not get any more because, like, Nas paved the way for, like, we can, it's okay just to be a great rapper and, and, you know, talk about life or tell stories and then, like, not have to necessarily worry about, like, uh, you know, the emotions, like, the quote-unquote fun emotions. Like, I would never say that Nas is not joyous because he absolutely is, like, um, and we'll get to that in a second, but, like, there's not that much on the catalog that I would describe as flat-out fun, there's some there, yeah, but not, they're not a lot. And you know who else you can offer throw that same critique at, too? Ooh. Slim Shady, Marshall Mathers, Eminem. There's not a lot of fun <laughs> in that. There's even less fun in that discography uh, in Hell. There's a hell of a lot less joy in that
1: discography than a Nas discography, too. Um, well, when I was talking about learning from Nas, it definitely was not the third verse of I Can. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were all kings and queens It's like, That is not possible. That is. That should have been on Greatest Rap Lies' uh, thing,
1: too, that we did earlier. The entire third verse. I have it pulled up right here. God, go ahead. Okay, so the third Uh. verse of I Can is. Before we came to this country, we were kings and queens, never porch monkeys. There were empires in Africa called Kush, Timbuktu, where every race came to get books, to learn from black teachers who taught taught Greeks and Romans, Asians, Arabs, and gave them gold. When gold was converted to money, it all changed money then became empowerment for europeans the persian military invaded they heard about the gold the teachings and everything sacred africa was almost robbed naked slavery was money so they began making slave ships egypt was the place that alexander the great went he was so shocked that the mountains were black faces shot up they knows to oppose basically still goes on today you see if the truth is told the youth can grow to learn to survive until they gain control nobody says you have to be gangsters hoes read more learn more change the globe ghetto children do your thing hold your head up little man you're a king young princess when you get your wedding ring your man no saying dude, no she's my king. King.
0: oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> my ear, ear okay so a lot of that stuff that he spit in there is actually true but like once you start or, but like once you start off but some of it's not but and especially when your first line is we were all kings and queens how it's like it, it you know, we somebody about, had like, regular bro yeah right like we talk about we're wrestling or wrestling right if you have 12 giants you ha- you have seven, seven people you have no giants everybody's a giant
1: Right. Like, somebody somebody gotta be regular. Right. Who's know? Triple
0: H here? Who is the king of kings? Then, uh, not Nasir. But, yeah, yeah anyway,
1: uh... <laughs> but overall, I, I like Nas a great deal, but right. Nas jokes are always funny. Yes, um, they are. And I'm a big Jay-Z and Rockefeller, Rockefeller guy, but, um, you know, so I was, you know, I, I, I kind of came in on Nas, like, later, and then had to, you know, do a lot of different, you know, research, but, um, I listen the the stuff I heard on this it was it sounded like he was reinvigorated Uh when I first heard it I heard Ultra Black by itself and I was like I don't really like this mm-hmm. and then <laughs> it was just like oh uh, I was like this is what he got from Hit Boy and I was like alright <laughs> okay and then like when you hear it like with the rest of the music it all makes sense like I'm like yeah. oh so like they're doing you know th- this is what they're going for And I was able to appreciate it because like, if it's one thing I'm doing is I'm trying to allow older rappers to still tell me their stories. Like Mm -hmm. a couple years ago, I checked out a locks album. Like I'll listen to a, a new Nas album. Um, there was someone recently that had put an album out and I listened to it. I think it was Ghostface. Um, he put an album out and, um, it was just like, well, you know, if we're gonna keep killing quote-unquote killing the legends off and all this other stuff, it's like, well, why? Why do we have to kill them off? Like, why don't I see what they actually have to say? They they may, you know, have something. So I took that same, you know, approach like, yeah, let me check out the Nas, and I liked a lot of what I heard. Uh, I they Actually, the Locks just dropped a new album this weekend that I need to get to.
0: Okay. Yeah, so I had not heard Ultra Black. Um... But when it comes in, I think it's like track three or four, like within it, you're right. It absolutely makes sense. Um, and you know, we were talking, I was talking about joy earlier, like this is the joyous joy us Nas. Right. And, um, I, I felt like it was just, uh, I felt like it was, he was in such a good vibe and then, um, while that song's going on. Like it's a song that I imagine motherfuckers and Queens are like playing at a wedding reception. Um, and in- the in the years to come, honestly, quite to be quite honest with you, uh, and I think the first half of this album is just like, just, just great. Just great. And, um, I think that it's not as strong when the features cut rolling in the second half, except for like, uh, the firm, um, track, which mm-hmm. is like crazy. It's like, wow, they got A Z and Foxy and Cormega back. Huh? And like I it mean, was, what was they doing? Right, and it was it, like, yeah, <laughs> it, it was, like, they, was like, yeah. Freak. Right, yeah. What what were they doing? Nothing. It's like you know, you have heard some of these stories about like Foxy and her hearing. Like I didn't know oh, she could, yeah. still she was still capable of doing this. So I was, I was super happy to hear her um, voice. Still sounds the same. Um, so that, so that was that was happy, a, a great moment for me um, on listening to the album. Um, it gets weird when we get, I think, to the second to last track when he, you know. I don't know how familiar you are with the Khalees stuff um, from the last couple of years, but, like, the industry, has, the industry has failed Khalees over the years, obviously, throughout her whole career, and most notably is, you know, Khalees telling us that, and I forgot, or not forgot, but, um, I was reminded at the end of this, uh, you know, Khalees has told us that, like, they had a physical relationship, and, um... I don't know if she went into details on on what happened or whatever else, but that should be enough, right? And Renaz said at the end, he's like, I've never put my hand on a woman. And he, on an album, he was like, never. And I was like, that's... I don't believe that. And now, like, I... For, I don't know how I forgot about this while going through the album, uh, but I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Huh... I mean, I'm like, you know, then you have to make a decision like everybody else, whether it's James Brown or Chris Brown, um, about that, like, is that person music dope enough to you to continue rock with them or whatever else, uh, the answer for me on James Brown and Chris Brown is yes, on Nas, not so certain, um, I hadn't listened to a Nas project since that stuff came out the last couple years, I don't really check for Nas, as I mentioned earlier in the beginning of the show, but, um what I will say is that like I the album is a very good album uh, you know at, coming to this conclusion after talking about his album for like 10 minutes of his career after getting to this like that's, a, that's weird but um, I felt like it was appropriate to talk about it because like I listened to the album twice gave it two runs I was like okay like this is this is a template for a legacy act to continue this on now I want to see how this would work for someone that is you know done major labels now independent someone like a you know like a ti like you know even someone that was just a hit maker and wasn't even that much rapper like a fat joe um mm-hmm. like we have to i feel i feel like there is a avenue for you know as you grow older and you are out of the limelight and like you know the babies of the world out <laughs> of the babies of the world are running this shit and whoever else uh five ten years from now like there has to be, you know, for the legacy senior uh acts, whatever else, people that already have their catalog filled out when they finna go on when they go on tour already. They you know, they don't need a new album to go tour off of. They need like a single to go tour off of. Like, I wanna see, you know, what these uh albums or these like relationships can breed with like younger producers and, and that in the future. Um you know, JC's been doing it for a while. Nas obviously has. Snoop's been around forever. You know, Cube when he wants to. Like I want to see LL obviously. Like I want to see like the older generation, you know, still be able to do this if they want to. Um and especially now that you know, we're in the streaming era, where it's Like you have a name, you have you you have something that the other that the youngins don't. Like you've been a star in this game. Like All right. so, you know, now that you're streaming you don't have to you don't need to worry about promotion and all that shit. Like you're Nas, you're Jay-Z, you're whoever else, put this shit forward so you can do it. and I hope that like more more of these legacy acts um can keep pushing forward and still make good music because like we talk about this all the time with like most of these older rappers that were dope as fuck 15, 10, 25 years ago are still dope now. It's, it's just, just you know people
1: stop listening to them. So like Right. I would I, I would encourage y'all that are hearing this, like if there's like you know someone that you enjoyed back you know in, in the day and they're still putting you know stuff out, or if you discover they put some out, just just you know it, what's it going to kill you to, to to check it out. Right. So like it's
0: not going to tarnish your legacy. Like yeah. your wrestling fans, a lot of y'all are wrestling fans, like y'all watch Undertaker and Triple H and whoever the fuck else come out here for WrestleMania and embarrass themselves or whatever else. You don't think of them any <laughs> differently. Like in <laughs> Look, I tell you, I can tell you this right now. T I raps a lot better than the fucker Triple H Russell's. So, um or or Kim or Foxy or Missy I would love to see uh a Missy in in, in um Timberland like get together for one last album. I would love to see that. And you know she's been doing these singles, whatever else over the last couple of years, like especially since like she got the VMA thing, but I would love yeah. nothing more for like Missy to like have a dominant club banger again. I would love to see that again. I would love to. <laughs> like I would love to see her I want to see her work with like, you know, City Girls, Cardi, Nikki, Megan. I would love to see uh her, you know, with them.
1: Yeah, same.
0: Uh yeah. Um let's see what else is I guess it's time to talk about wrestling, right?
1: wrestling
0: yeah oh um, i got i should have one uh, more music i have one more music um one more music observation uh what's up <laughs> i didn't mention this on air because uh it's, i know it's gonna make you laugh because you know you used to talk about this off air you feel like really yeah so you do you know who dropped last or friday yes <laughs> okay yeah so Katy perry her last
1: album dropped I have not checked for Katy Perry since Prism. Uh, oh, Katy Perry. I thought yeah. you were going to talk about the, the Jay-Z counterprogramming to the oh, Nod no, with that horrible song with Pharrell.
0: No, thrill. no, I'm not talking about entrepreneur. No, thank you. But make a black Twitter yourself. With what funds, Jigga Man? What, what, what? Corey. Sean Corey Carter. What funds do I have to make my own? He, You know, he always does this. I've been talking about him ever since. I
1: hated, I hate, I just said, give your older rappers a chance, right? I hated this song with all my never soul. Heard I only
0: saw the, I only saw the lyrics
1: and I was like, Oh my oh. God. The, the, the hook for that Pharrell is just like black man, black man over and over <laughs> and over <laughs> again. Bro, it's one of the worst Pharrell oh, and Jay Z songs I've ever heard. And it's just a single, it's not like an EP or nothing like that, or just a single. So a, he, he <sighs> dropping that counter program into the Nas.
0: <laughs> oh man. Alright, but uh but yeah. Real quick notes on the Katy Perry. Uh I think the her second album Teenage Dream is like one of those albums that's like it comes once in a lifetime for a pop star and like she ain't gotta do shit else, right? Because she's, I mean, it was like it's like five or six number one records on that fucking album. But uh, her life has clearly changed, and she's, you know, the gimmick she was coming was going up with like that was going to be in trouble with age. Like she was talking about like this fresh out of high school type of love, and now she's in her mid thirties. Like of course she's going to have to come up with something else, and she tried to hop onto the EDM wave. In like the late 2000s or, or the late 2010s, it was like, nah, you were like, you're like six years too late. Um, <laughs> but, uh, what I will say on this album is that, uh, I think she's figured out what she should have always been. Like, you know, we always talk about like artists or basketball players, like know what you are and then like be okay with that. And, her thing was if you put her on some four, four on the floor, uh, pop rock or or disco or funk, she can do whatever she wants. All her records, all her hit records are of that ilk, just about right. Mm-hmm. And in the third quarter of this album, from like track six to nine, you got that, and you're just like, "Well, I know what her next singles are going to be on this album." Uh, so, like, that was fun. So, I, so what? The rest of it is like. That's the stuff that, like, made me tune you out before. But, uh, but, yeah, I would say, like, you know, she's gonna have some records that ring off on streaming over the next few months, so it'll be that. So, but good for her because I thought she was done. Like, I didn't want to hear that last time she had when she was like, yeah, Katy Perry and Amigos, Katy, K- 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 yeah. Katy Perry and, and Nicki Minaj. She's like, look, yep. man, I understand you did Dark Horse and that was, that song blew the fuck up, but, that was like a once a lifetime thing. Like you can't be go- keep going to that well. People have peeped the game. We know what you're doing. Yeah. and it's not appreciated. I did not like
1: it at all, right? I, I I did not like it, right?
0: Um, is like and it's like, look, man, you ain't got to do that. Just like listen to that dual leap album that came out earlier this year. It is like do two of those tracks. Like that's what you should be doing anyway. Like you have some of that in your discography anyway that people love, and then she picked it up. So, um, for a pop record, is those uh that third quarter was was a fun uh little run. But yeah, we can move on to actual wrestling now.
1: Yeah, man. Um Payback. Pay uh, payback. Payback uh, That who, ain't right. Who
0: would who would have thought that WWE, who has done all of two good pay per views uh in two thousand twenty would struggle with Doing back to back pay per views one week apart. Who would have who could have foreseen such a thing? Um how many is there okay, aside from Rey Mysterio or, or Los Mysterios uh versus uh Seth and and Murphy, mm-hmm. is there any other match you thought was good?
1: Um Sheamus and Big U, uh, I kind of like got into for a little bit Mm -hmm. just because they were hitting each other hard. But no, like (laughs) this was like just a regularist of regular wrestling and regular too bad, like mid level too bad. That's like where I kind of stood on most of the show. Yeah, I'm I'm here with you.
0: I thought it was thoroughly mediocre show aside from like one match. Uh, But let's go through it. Show opens with Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews for the US title. Um One thing I'll give Bobby Lashley, I don't know if he is good, but he always <laughs> tries. <laughs> would you would you would you disagree that he's not always trying and busting he, I feel like he's always trying hard, he just he's not good anymore at least.
1: Yeah, um I have a irrational like for Bobby Lashley. I'm guilty. Uh, I am a Bobby Lashley fan.
0: I can I can see it. He tries hard. He sh- he looks good, uh, physique wise. It's not like he he's not a stiff or anything. He, he's athletic. Yeah. It's just like he's meant for a different era. I believe he's meant for a different era.
1: Yeah, um, him getting a win over Apollo is kind of funny. It's, yeah, and uh, and I, and I think his
0: I think his charisma holds him back too. I think that's another big part of it.
1: Yeah, so is the Apollo cruise push? Is this, is this the end of the road that everybody was, you know, so happy that he won the checks notes U.S. title? I, I, you have to fill me in on
0: this. I had no idea if you were excited about Apollo cruising year. Oh, yeah. Like five,
1: four. This, this is like a big push apparently, so. Mm. All right. I don't see that. I just saw
0: it. I'm still trying to figure out when she was going to drop on this, um, Lashley, Shelton Benjamin hurt business thing, and like Cedric, Cedric in Apollo and Ricochet. Like, they have been sowing the seeds that one of those three is going to turn on the other two and join, uh, the, the bad black men. So I was just wondering, like, when is when is the shoe going to drop? And like, well, last year's the U.S. champion. Who cares now?
1: Do you care? Well, I mean, uh, for I can, for a wrestling promotion that you watch once a month,
0: do you how do you care? I guess is a way to put it.
1: No. Definitely yeah. not. Like yeah. they've they've murdered Ricochet. I, I don't know what the last time I've seen Cedric Alexander was. I don't even know how he's <laughs> cutting his hair at the moment. So like, no idea. Like it's not like he makes the pay per view. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is a uh, main event material for the baby faces.
0: I mean, he, uh, after the match, uh, he beat up. He jumped Lashley, which is like, okay, so you lost clean. You lost fair yes. and square. Yes, I forgot about after that. The match. I,
1: which means it continues. You look like such a geek.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's bad babyface. It's ba- bad babyface. Like we we talked about this back when um during the ambulance match between Roman Reigns and Strowman, where Roman at the end of it like loses fair and square, and then you know attacks Strowman and then packs him to the back of the car and then runs the the, uh, the back of the ambulance into uh the semi trailers. Like you lost fair and square, bro. What's what's the problem here? So it's mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I think I, th- I feel like the times have passed for like maybe, you know, 20, 20 years ago that works because like, oh, well we gave a baby face something but for me just like, nah, you lost and then like you went out like a sucker cuz you lost. Um, but yeah. After after that we get big keeper shame out clean. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, he tapped out, and then he wants to attack. Like, that makes you even look like more of a sucker. I have totally forgot. I thought he got pinned. Yeah, he ended up tapping out to the, uh... Yeah. He ended up tapping out to the the full Nelson. Full Lashley. The full Nelson. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Um... Yeah. After this, you get Biggie versus Sheamus, which is like, I had no idea this was even a program. It feels like something they just pulled out of their ass in, like, the last two weeks. Um... Yeah they had a they they had a mesh that was laid out pretty well except that like Sheamus just wrestles too slow for the time now like he was a slower wrestler even a decade you know beginning of this last decade now it's even faster so it feels like he's going even slower um but I thought I thought yeah I thought Biggie had very good fire something we always knew he had obviously in charisma um I still enjoy every single time Biggie, like in like the last year comes out, he takes off his jacket and he hurls that bitch right into Corey Graves' face uh, but yeah like, you know, uh I'm still concerned about him doing that spear um, through the ropes onto the apron, like I, you know he's, he's done it a hundred times, every time it looks terrifying, I just figure one time he's gonna get caught and he's not gonna get up, be able to get up um, but yeah, it was, you know it was a physical match it's just you know the pace is so, just too slow for my liking,
1: yeah, some of the stuff they're doing um storyline wise with the biggie singles push is very heavy handed and, and how he's being held very telegraph, yes, very telegraph like they're trying to generate some type of like it's already there, like people already want to get behind this man, but like it seems like they're trying to. Remanufacture like the Kofi Kings storyline I feel like I see it like coming from a mile away especially when he's like yelling at Corey Graves at the top of his lungs after the match and pounding on his chest and it's just like they like this is a directive like that's what it seems like it doesn't feel like there's this special moment there and I know there's hard to be special moments in the fucking Thunderdome I get it but (laughs) I clearly see the shit coming from a mile away. Okay, so and I don't appreciate them trying to try. I don't. I don't appreciate them trying to uh, lay a trap for some organic shit. It's like no, man. Like we we know what you're trying to do.
0: Um, yeah, they are very heavy-handed, but uh, I guess I'm kind of surprised that are even going with Biggie after it's been. This is what year seven for him. Right? You're seven, you eight. <laughs> yeah. Like, the Federer actually, like, he had, you know, like, we haven't seen, like, a singles match from him on pay per view since, like, 2014, when he was out having, you know, some house battles with uh, Rusev. So, for me, like, given the, the state that this company is creatively, um, in the past you know in the six years since then from that moment is like the fact that he was even on pay-per-view and they didn't and they didn't just you know give up or have sheamus fucking beat him to start to start the feud um and then get you know get his ass whooped after the match like i feel i feel like that is like wow um or not wow but more like okay like they haven't fucked this up yet so like they're off to a decent start at least um you know, they gave him Seamus. I don't, Seamus doesn't mean anything anymore. Um, but, you know, he's a name. I I wonder what the, what do you, what do you think the end game, what do you think their end game is for Big E right now?
1: Um, let's see. Intercontinental champion is Jeff Hardy. Yep. The other Intercontinental champion is Sami Zayn. Wait, what? Um, uh, yeah, Sami Zayn returned apparently and he returned with his belt. Are they um, are they really 94 fouring this? Probably. Um Roman's the champion now, spoiler alert. Um uh, and he's a big bad heel or a chicken shit heel, one of the two. And um I I feel like they're trying to discover a baby face to fight Roman Reigns. So, I mean, maybe he's a good choice as, as any. Like So, Royal Rumble or WrestleMania, are you thinking? Look, if it's me, I have Big E. look, it's very simple what you do with Big E. You have him start winning matches, right? Right. And then you have him at the Survivor Series, and he wins the Survivor Series match. And then you know what you do after that? He wins the Royal Rumble or some shit like that? (laughs) He wins the Royal Rumble, James. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know what? Somebody that gave him trouble or something, they challenge him for that Royal Rumble title shot at the pay per view in between, and you know what happens? He, he beats, beats that person too. Move. Yes, and w- with his move one, two, three, and you know what else happens? Then the champion finally shows up, and then they do a storyline, and then Biggie and Roman Reigns fight each other for the world title, and then Biggie wins. I that's what I would do. Uh-huh but this isn't my company, so... Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
0: I... I, Okay, so I saw people talk about and rumor and speculate about, like, how cool would it be if that, you know, after Survivor Series, how cool would it be if, like, that was actually the direction, like, to get to Big E versus uh, Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I thought to myself, as thinking, like... How, are you unaware of where they think Big E is on the pecking order for them? Like, are you new here? Um, but as far as, you know, the promo skills, the fire, the charisma, the look, yeah, he could do that. But, you know, a lot of guys could do that. It's about, right. if, it's about whether or not like, you know, if in year seven or eight is Vince going to look around and be like, Oh yeah. That dude's fucking jacked and and, and 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 you know athletic as fuck and like is a good talker and has proved it over the last five years to to tons of tons of merch sales that he you know um, and he's not a cookie cutter guy. Like it yeah, is different. Right. Like
1: I, I think we've had the New Day conversation on here many. For like six times. years, if five any, years now, or some if, shit. If, if if anyone else was selling merch at the level they were, they would have like shoved a rocket up their asses immediately. Like right. they would kill for the shield to sell merch like this.
0: Right. Right. Um so I guess for me I'm still I have, I, th- I have to see more. I have to see what they do next month with same, B.E. on same. paper. Because before I'm like, be like, oh, yeah, this is some, something they're actually going to do. Like I, I I see it, but I'm just like, I see it, but I'm not believing it because, you know, this is obviously, you know, hopeful, uh, optimistic speculation on where they can go in the years because, or, or, you know, as a fresh matchup for Roman, Roman's possibly going this dynamic of being a heel Paul, Paul Heyman guy, who would he want to wrestle, what will make sense, and what will be something they would want to do as a WWE guy. Biggie's a WWE-ass guy. Um, sold tons of merch, all that, all the make it wish stuff. Um, you know, yeah, it's all there. But it's also, it's like, look at the history of this company. And look at the history of, like, the last, you know, three years of this company, creatively. It's like, yeah, I'm sure they have an idea today on where they're going to head with this Roman shit or wherever his opponents are going to be if he's going to be a hill champion.
1: There's like But, a whole, but, there's I gear, but like, a... like, what
0: are the odds that they're going to stick to that? Like, come th- two months from now, three months from now, that they're going to be the same opponents and the same and track the same path uh, to get to where they want to get to? That shit changes right. week to week, day to day. Right. Even.
1: And also, like, he's going to have like it's like going to be him and other baby faces in a race. Right. For that spot. And then not to mention if like Goldberg pops his ass out yep. or Brock or somebody yep. like that. So nothing's or, guaranteed. Or,
0: you know, one of these situations. This ain't working. AJ, Daniel, go save it. <laughs> That's what SmackDown <laughs> so is. The shit gets well, fucked David. up. Go send AJ or go send AJ or Daniel Bryan to go fix it. That's been the case ever since the brand split.
1: So they they finally do Dan Bryan versus Roman all these years later. Yeah. LOL. Yeah. The, look, the scenario is in place that I've always kind of forecasted, but, you know, Dan Bryan just had another child, and I think he might be turning 40 soon. So, um, good times. Yeah, so, um, so they did have a moment we skipped over. So Keith Lee was backstage with JBL. Oh shit, you want to talk about his nonsense? (laughs) All right. Yes, bro. Like they had Keith Lee, like, like JBL walked up on this man talking about, you know, I got some, you know, hedge funds you can, you know, put some money in. And before that, Keith Lee's like, you're JBL. Like, the, the limo and the horns, like, all this stuff, like, acting like a fucking mark.
0: Like, he's not like, older than us. Like, he's not 34 <laughs> or 35. Like, that's some man, shit they, they would have had. Folded. Correct me. Tell me if I'm lying. Tell me that's not some shit they would have had uh, JBL or Ricochet doing a segment with some legend t- uh, a year ago, t- or 18 months ago. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. I'm just a simple so. kid from Kentucky. You fucking...
1: Yeah, he's like so. I was like, Fool. so they got this man acting like a mark, and then like he told JBL <laughs> that he ain't have like the 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 resources, like he ain't had a fund. Something like so, he's right. a mark and he's broke. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: <don't> like it. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not I I didn't have an issue with that line. I feel like the JBL response was not good enough. Like. The simple line to that when when Keith Lee says, Bro, hedge fund is a million dollar buy in. I don't have, I'm not a millionaire. All you have to do is have JBL come back and say something along the lines of, You will be in, in, um, in due time. I, I bet on it. Something along those lines, right? He didn't, he says something. That was supposed to be that, but it wasn't that. And I was like, like, like he was like, if you, was, if you, I think it was if you work hard and you keep your head down, I think you will. Yeah. I think that's what he said. It's like, no, that's not the way you said. You said, like, cute. is like, I bet you will one day. Or something yeah. like that. Like, it is game recognizing game and recognizing the, the quote unquote future. And this wasn't like, that. It was like, them? you gotta work hard to get where I'm at, uh, um young nigga. Like that's not, no, bro. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: like, like what, 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 stopped them from having JBL go up to Keith Lee and be like, man, I've been watching you and, you know, when you was in NXT, you know, you, you won both of those titles. You are, you know, a great superstar for, for this amount of time. And I, I've had my eye on you. What, what was right. stopping them from doing that? Like, I don't know.
0: You know who would have been it's good just at this? Like, do you
1: remember the, uh, the
0: pregame or the pre-match package at Portland this year between DiJack and Lee that they had Mark Henry do? Yes. When he was fucking ecstatic, he's like, look at these, look at these big mans out here flipping. <laughs> so, like, all you have to do is get someone as excited about Dijak and Lee as Mark Henry was to relate, like, Yes, this is the future of big man wrestling. You, you gigantic 330, 340 pounds, six foot three, six foot two dude that does hurricane runners off the top rope and Canadian destroyers off the middle rope and does moonsaults off the second rope and does flip dives over the top rope without touching the top rope. That's all they had to do. They couldn't even do that.
1: We're going to get to it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) so up next, Matt Riddle and King Corbin. My God. Um, just a, tra- a travesty all around. From the pre-match promo to the match, to the layout, to the chin locks, to the long boring portions, to the ten percent that Matt Riddle got t- to essentially do his thing. It's funny because, like, I think he had a longer version of like the him, the Riddle and Lee match, but this was just like. Man, it just felt so bad. Like, this is supposed to be this top baby face Like, but y'all bringing up the fucking, like, you're alluding to his, um, infidelity his allegation. And then and his, infi- infidelity. But his
0: infidelity is, we'll go deeper in a second, but like, yeah, like, why would you even bring that up? Like, are you trying to meanly make him in Jeff Hardy where it's like, we love him in spite of his flaws? Well, his flaws are rape. Like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> all okay, it does so-
1: is make you ask questions, like, that you don't want the answers to.
0: Right. And, like, one, it makes you say, well, let's say you're not, just not in the point of saying, like, get him the fuck off TV. Why is this asshole even on TV? Um, mm-hmm. It gets you to the point of, like, all right, well, why would Corbin be such a dick to say this? Oh, for heat? So, like, I'm supposed to root for this rapist? I'm supposed to root for this, like, f- rapist now? That's what I'm supposed to do? Or are you just fighting words? And then they're fighting words, and then the, and then the, the theoretical babyface... Triumphs at the end. Why would you have him lay him out at the end? You like Corbin said, "Fuck shit." He got dealt with, and then he comes back and lays lays out to do because after after you know the wrong the person that did the fuck shit got beat up. Like that's that's great storytelling. Like people can say mean thing, Rich. Do you know that when you raise a kid, you can tell them a story about like somebody says something mean about you. You stand up for yourself, and then you and then you um you're able to move on. Uh, but instead of moving on, like the person that says something to you actually like puts their beats your ass. Like great story, great story. But yeah. anyway, Corbin, this Matt, all this Matt's all, gone. yeah, yeah, match is just it is it is the worst uh Matt Riddle match I've ever seen that went longer than eight minutes, I believe. Why? Like even the Killian
1: Day match are better than this. Oh yeah. Um it's amazing. You know, I was I was I was led to believe that, you know, giving Matt Riddle this big win over AJ Styles out the gate clean was supposed to be the star making thing and then it's amazing that I predicted eventually he'd be wrestling Baron Corbin and we'd be all like, What the fuck is happening? And it was his first ever pay per view match. Boy, they don't waste any time, do they?
0: Yeah. Any problem any shooting me on T V, but whatever. That's that's another part. So uh, for those that don't know or haven't looked at it, Baron Corbin was on Twitter like before the show and he tweeted, Tonight I prove that Matt Riddle is a failure in a WWE ring. By the way, he's already proven to be a failure at home. My response to that, I actually because I saw it and I was like, I can't believe you're alluding to this. My response was, Matt Riddle's infidelity is tied to rape. Get it, y'all? Isn't that funny? Shouldn't we all laugh at Baron Corbin's joke? Just like, what is wrong with y'all? Like, do people not like realize like when they tell jokes that there is like there's something that you're pointing at that's supposed to be like the butt of the joke and that like if that's the butt of your joke then your joke sucks yep whatever I um let's see what's the next match oh yeah so you know he beat him down so they are gonna have another match of course which is like after watching that match why would you want to see another one next match after that, the golden role model, Sasha and Bailey versus Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Um, <laughs> this match, in my opinion, was good when Nia was not in the ring. Then Nia got into the ring and she didn't even know where the fucking hard camera was. Um, there were points where she was selling her knee um, they alluded to the fact that she had double ACL uh, reconstruction uh, while she was gone um, that was part of storyline injury and then Sasha and Bailey proceeded to work over her leg and then she would face towards the uh, Thunderdome screen of fans away from us and all we saw was her the back of her head as opposed to her face to see her cell her knee throughout the match, every time she was in, and I was just like, we constantly make jokes about, like, the people that are from TNA or New Japan or from the indies going to uh, the PC and then learning how to work because they need to know where the hard cam is because apparently no one has any uh, uh, spatial recognition or uh, spatial awareness to know that, like, this is where the camera is. I need to face the camera just so people can at home can see my facial expressions for pain, for, for you know, pen attempts, for submissions, all of that. We've made jokes about that for years, Rich. Years. And not only just me, us, everyone's joked about the hard camera being to the left. <laughs> We've always made that joke. Nye's been been in uh, on the main roster since what? 2016? T- yeah. She forgot what the fucking hard cam was.
1: Could believe it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, she isn't Thunderdome, so maybe you know them lights disoriented her. Only her, though. Like Only her,
0: ever. Yeah. Only her, yeah. ever. Only her. Um, she. She's worse than she was before. Before she uh, tore uh, bl- or got knee surgery, like she was not. Look, she wasn't some great wrestler. She was. I don't even say she was a good wrestler, but and she was injuring people left and right but she was competent enough to know where the fucking camera was before. She's worse now.
1: So like th- it's funny like this match was like there were long portions where they were getting the heat on Nia Jax and like Nia Jax was selling and selling and selling and I was like end this match please. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but we did see the Shayna Baszler hot tag, James. Yeah. Did you know this existed?
0: No, um, but it may But seeing what she did is like, oh, she's gonna need people to fucking death, give people running knees left and right, and I mean, her knees have always looked well. I've always looked good. Um, I, I, you know, I'm gonna give it more than this. Like, I enjoyed the beginning of the match with her in um Sasha beginning when they're like trading through submission stuff and like Sasha. You know, show, trying to show us that like she could keep up hole for hole with a fucking yeah. former UFC fighter, but Imagine. it actually it actually made sense with some of the stuff she was doing as far as countering. Like, so it, it worked. It worked for me. Um, obviously it's ridiculous, but it worked. If, and it's in in terms of wrestling, and you know, like, um, like it it was very similar to me, like watching like Matt Riddle and Roddy Strong throughout the the last year when they've had matches like this is ridiculous. Matt will fucking destroy you, but like. He's enough of a. He has enough of a, of a of a pedigree as a professional technical wrestler that like it doesn't it doesn't um it doesn't strain my credulity. I can actually buy into it. Um, so I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. I thought that they did uh, Sasha and Bailey um, did a very good job of isolating. Like it, it felt like they were you know they you know they're so close with FTR. It felt like they were you know doing a lot of FTR type stuff as far as, like, you know, mm-hmm. tricking the ref and isolating people, putting uh, wrestlers in the corners and taking advantage of situations so I, I thought, like, you know um, as a tag unit is like, damn, like, they're not the tag champs anymore we're about to get <laughs> Naya two brands, but like, uh, uh Nia you know,
1: and Shayna against uh, Caden Carter and uh, uh Casey I oh can't wait, you know can't <laughs> wait when the ratings <laughs> war
0: Oh, God. Look, look. If it gets... Look, 9 needs to be in the Performance Center at Full sale. So, like, I'm not really, like... <laughs> I don't think that's exactly the worst idea in the world. It's the... Hey, you need to, you need to be here any damn way. <laughs> we'll come up with a Kayfabe storyline excuse. Yeah, you're here defending the titles, as opposed to, like, we're trying to get you more that's experience. Funny. Uh... <laughs> You have any other thoughts on that on that match? Uh or or like I guess cool the uh, aftermath of
1: it. Cool finish.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. May Channel looked really um, you know. They took a lot off of her, but like, you know, they came up with something creative for her. I thought that helped.
1: Yeah, now they have to defend those belts. So yeah. huh. they could okay. retire
0: them. They don't have to they don't have to. They could
1: it's fake. Just hold they them and them really they
0: to. Yeah. Okay, uh next match, Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. Amazing, mask or Keith Lee music comes. It comes out. I don't. They know that this shit sucks because they start with the beginning of Keith Lee's NXT music, and then they transition to that generic ass rock theme thing that could have been for forty different Mojo uh, jobbers. Mojo Raleigh, yeah. Any any muscle bound dude like that could that could that could be. Um, uh, oh, was uh, that could be Riddick Moss's music? You would not know. You would not know. Um, definitely Keith Lee's music. But he comes out and he has like a top that reminds you of like of like Thanos's uh top in you know the Marvel MCU movies. Except you look at it, and it's like okay he has a hoodie on okay that's fine. You look closer. Wait, are those like are those Saiyan armor shoulder pads? So he's, so he's, he's in Marvel and he's also Dragon Ball Z. That's all in one, uh, all in one. Okay, okay, okay. Then you look down and you're like, wait, is that a grass skirt? I'm Battle gonna, skirt? Like, this, so he's what, Samoan? Is shit. he gonna do the haka? Like what? Hey, bruh, who? Bro. Did the Usos Bro. or Roman approve this? Is this, is this, is this what, uh, is this appropriation? What is going, <laughs> what, what is going on? So in my mind... This
1: presentation I, I, has been flawed from minute one on yeah. the main roster.
0: Yeah. Um so you know, obviously the presentation the presentation, like, you know, uh he has a kind of talent that can overcome some of this nonsense, but every, it's so hard to get someone over that like every bit matters. Um and they and they know this. Uh but it was just like looking at that whole ensemble and i'm just like he's trying to be so many different things with the 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 dragon ball z stuff the mcu stuff this battle skirt that i don't know where the fuck that came from like he's trying to be so many things ultimately he looks like nothing
1: he has so many gimmicks
0: (laughs) yeah 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 um like, remember when Wayne said, like, I got so many styles, I am a group? Yes. Yeah, but, like, I don't listen to this group. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the key thing, like, yeah, I appreciate we'll take all of that.
1: that but... little win, Huh? Like, we'll take that little win right there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can I get the no ceilings version, please? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's
0: on streaming now.
1: It is, but yeah. everyone had it 10 years ago.
0: Right, right. That might, well... I think he's had, like, one other, like, great thing, but whatever. His legacy is his legacy. Uh, yeah, so, get to the match. Um, Keith Lee's not doing the Keith Lee things that, make him, that makes him stand out from any of the other big men, um, in the industry. He is having a standard match with Randy Orton, and, um, he's not taking half of it. He's not taking most of it. He is working from underneath through, probably, i probably say, what, you
1: say, 60-40? Like,
0: 70-30. Okay. Yeah, um... It, but the thing is, like... It's a Randy Orton, like... TV match, except at the end... Orton goes... Orton, you know... Hits the DDT... Sets up for the RKO... Uh... He, I don't know if he got out of it or he just basically like yeah, from there he just cleans him up to, and then gives him the, the spirit bomb and then stacks him on his shoulders and pins him and I'm just like wow I'm really surprised that Randy that he beat Randy Orton but at the same time this still won enough and that's one of the more like wow I'm surprised like he won but this still wasn't enough
1: yeah that's, that's where ultimately like i was falling on it last night because i was like okay they are well aware of all the backlash that is going on this last week with keith lee not only with the, the music in the top the top what they did with him on raw so it's like you almost had to let him win this match right but the way they laid the match out it's like randy orton's in complete control of this um He's laying on the guy in a headlock. Keith Lee does one leapfrog. He does a slam on the table. He does a chop. And then his finish. And it's like a 1980s match. And I'm like, none of this tells me anything about Keith Lee. Like, I understand it's a win over Randy Orton, but like, I mean
0: is it a showcase match like, or is it not a showcase match
1: right to me like, it wasn't you, impressive it wasn't right. impressive at all it was like we right. have like a template on how to you know do short explosive matches like with brody lee with, with lance archer with brian cage like he's just fucking demolitions the motherfucker. so like i don't Hell, know why randy orton Lock had to Lizner. like own this right i don't know why randy orton had to own this match in the way he did and for me like keith lee didn't like, he won, like, and if you he, want to he think got about us. Right. It's a shock, it's a flash finish, like. Right. Going forward will tell me more about what this was. And, yep. like, but my initial feeling on it is, oh, they, they realized they've bungled the presentation with this. They had to give him this win or else he was finished. Or people would think he's finished.
0: Which is exactly
1: the same thing. Yeah. And and this was like a, just a weird match, like as far as structure, layout, length, and the finish as well. And I didn't, I didn't think Keith Lee did anything. Like if you didn't watch NXT, if you didn't, weren't aware of his indie career, he's, who's this big black guy? That's, that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah. And yeah. (sighs) It, the thing for me that was weird was just like, okay, so... I I thought, you know, given what this card is, this is going to go like, you know, 12 minutes. And then it went six. I was like, huh. Went six. I was surprised. My, my, my initial thought is like, wow, Keith Lee won. Huh, interesting. Because, I you know, we talked about this last week. Like, I thought that ultimately the finish was going to be Drew McIntyre Sorry, no, shows up, you know, and gets out of the match that way. Uh, but I I didn't think Keith was going to beat him clean. But the thing is, like, you know, you're right. It's just, like, he wins. And he wins in a match where it's, like, nobody got a chance to show to have the match. And it's, like, it especially, like, sticks out when, like, you just saw the match Orton had at SummerSlam a week ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like we can get that match between those two, like let you know to like, you know, at it you know, when it really comes down to it and when you take the take it to take, you know, Randy Orton to into some type of real test of water, like or keep leading some test of water, like, yeah, he can put away uh Randy Orton. Like, obviously there's still time, like there it you know, they this could be the beginning of the program. I doubt that though. Like I don't but then again, you know, Oh, let me phrase this. In a normal company, if you beat, you know, somebody in the title, if a, t- a title challenger loses, and then, in the next pay-per-view loses to someone else, like, they're out of title contention. but, like, it's WWE, like, you can lose it and be, in, be like Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. You lose at WrestleMania in the next pay-per-view, you're in a fucking title match. So, like, I don't think Raider Dunn, Randy Orton, and Drew McIntyre, I think maybe this is something to where they can delay this to a later date, but, I don't know if that necessarily means that we're gonna now get Randy Orton versus Keith Lee. Um... If we do, maybe we will get the match that we really want out of the situation where like we get to see what Keith Lee's all about um, in the coming weeks. But I haven't, I'm, not, I don't have NX or WWE Raw up right now. I'm watching playoff basketball while I'm recording this, so I don't know what they did this week. But we'll discuss it, you know, next week.
1: Yeah, if it's like newsworthy, we'll like bring it in.
0: Well, we'll bring it in because you know we're, we're probably right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Never know, like I, I That's mean, true. we'll see. Like, That's true. Like, because like I'm just playing like, I wouldn't, have, I, I, I wouldn't have called him winning clean, but like at the right. same time, it was like this was not impressive.
0: Like, yeah, this is not. This is not what you imagine for out of somebody you think is like that. They call it like as if, like a top prospect, right? Like this is think of like the stuff he did with Roman and the stuff he did with Brock. Like that was way more impressive than this six minute match. Right. when he and that was when he was still, you know, 8 months away from coming up here. Now he's here. He should probably do more impressive things now that he's actually fucking here. That that's really right. the, the real main thing she was like, you know, he won, but it's like okay. Um but yeah, like I want to see a I want to see some kick ass 15 minute uh Randy Orton and Keith Lee match. That'd be great. Um yeah, so next match after that, Los Mysterios. Versus Seth and Buddy Mac I'm Buddy McIntyre, Buddy Murphy. Um yes. hey bro. uh Down at Mysterio Rookie of the Year.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not even I, look, I, I I'm I'm kinda joking, but like these two back to back Sundays, he's had two good ass matches like do Definitely. I think they're gonna make him yeah. to some super superstar or whatever else no but like they've done pretty no, the normal person that come Ricochet ain't even done this world well out the gate in WWE <laughs> and that's Ricochet
1: <laughs> so like where did the Los Mysterios rank on best father son duos you can think of like Ooh. we got like Ken Griffey Jr. and <laughs> Senior. We got uh, Alonzo and Levar Ball. Oh my you God! Know. We got Did LeBron James you... and LeBron James Junior. Oh Lord! Are you gonna, are you going to start got...
0: pulling out Ted Ginn Senior and Junior? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Look, Steve Smith Senior yeah. is. <sighs> I, you know, just for Steve Smith. Uh, Steve Smith Senior <laughs> You know, get Gary Trent and Gary Trent Jr. Are you gonna you do Randy and, <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Randy
0: and Thaddeus Moss?
1: Yes. Okay, Randy and Thaddeus <laughs> Moss. Yes. Um who else you know, Archie and Peyton Manning, you yeah. know. I'm trying oh, to think man. who else who else we got.
0: I mean there's there's a there's a few throughout sport there's a few throughout sports. Um I I don't know where to put it really. Uh I I think I think time will tell on this. It has a chance to be the best. It it really does. It truly does.
1: Um Oh yeah,
0: we forgot about uh we forgot about Barry Bonds and his dad. We forgot about that.
1: That's right. Barry and Bobby. Yep. Um
0: So yeah, I I um I don't know I mean obviously this was like the, you finally get the, the satisfying win as babyface team has been getting the shit beat out of them um, they finally got that match you know because they've done a lot of you know feel good moment things ultimately where they come up short where there was um what was that survivor series with you know them versus Brock and or Ray versus Brock that ultimately led to Dominic being in there um you had SummerSlam obviously and then you had this match so they've had moments with the Mysterios um, and it was cool to see them finally win. Um, I think, you know, this is like the attaboy for signing on to that contract. Um, oh, yeah. I, but like, I okay, eventually, Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins will not be in some type of feud. Where do you think they both go? Or do you uh, think this is the end? Let me phrase that Do you think this is the end? I'll start there. Do you think this is the end? Nah. Do you think this continues?
1: Nah, they're they're going. They got to do a regular rules singles match, and I think they booked one for tonight. <laughs> oh, I'm about uh, to say with Seth and Ray. Now
0: you know been hilarious. What if they had saved it for one more month and they finally did it? And it'd be like the one year anniversary for when Brock came out and fucked that match for the last. Oh uh, my god! Before, the, before before uh the la- on that last Monday of September, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. Like long term storytelling. We started a year ago. I was like, get the fuck out of here, but um.
1: Kellen Winslow Senior senior and the fucking soldier Kellen Winslow. Oh, that's
0: oh, that's the number one. Like Kellen Winslow is one of the greatest tight ends ever play football, and then Kellen Winslow the second was the greatest college football tight end I've ever seen. Or let me phrase that: that most anyone's ever seen.
1: So Kobe and and Joe Jellybream Bryant. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's a, that's a lot of heavy lifting from Junior, ain't it?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, Look, yeah. R- R- Randy and Bob Orton.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yep. now he's pulling in Fake uh, Sports too. Now,
1: no, hold on. Who else we got? We got Felipe and Mozzarella. We got Clay Matthews Junior. and Clay Matthews the Third. Let's see. We've got Dale Earnhardt and Dale Earnhardt Junior. Yeah, yep, we do. Rick and Brent Berry. Oh, yeah. We got Ken Norton Jr. and Ken Norton Sr. Calvin and Grant Hill.
0: I had no idea that Calvin Hill was in the the NBA. I had no idea.
1: Calvin Hill was in NFL.
0: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Ned and Dale Jarrett. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're We're getting too far away. Um... Man. Please don't say Jerry and Jeff Oh my god Jerry and Jeff Jared. Please don't do that you know, uh, Dusty and Dustin Rhodes
0: <laughs> I see what you did there I see what you're doing there I see what you're doing there Stop this right now You've been, you, you, you know what you're doing Stop this Look bro we've got a few weeks without Floyd going off on us On, on the show don't do this Dude, I, don't need, I don't need Floyd adding me with that bullshit Okay stop you be you, you know? be agitating that man. Stop.
1: You know. <laughs> just, just naming you know, you know, his 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 you know his his first offspring. You know, uh, they say your first is your best, you know, most yeah. times, you know. So Uh-huh. Tell that to Venus Williams. Yeah. yeah Tell that yeah, to Tyler true. Griffin. True, true.
0: Tell that to Cooper Manning. <laughs> Cooper, you know, Cooper's m- first mistake was I want to be a wide receiver. Nah, bro, you should have been playing quarterback Cooper yeah. was such a better athlete than Eli or Payton. That like, you know, obviously, the, you know, he had the situation that, uh, where he got sick, but still, or actually, it was a back situation. Like, if you figured if he decided to be a quarterback, who knows where this would have ended up? But well, anyway, Dell and,
1: um, and Steph Curry, you know, oh yeah, Clay, Clay, and Michael Thompson. Doc Rivers, Austin Rivers,
0: yeah, yeah. Um,
1: the Sabonis, oh yeah, yeah. Larry Nance and Larry Nance Jr.
0: Is Larry Nance Jr. still in the league? I have not seen anything yes. since he uh, since you know LeBron left the Cavs. Is he still
1: there? I believe he's still in the league. Okay. Uh, Tim Hardaway and Tim Hardaway Jr.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's a a he's a, he's a maverick. He's a maverick.
1: Yep bill and luke walden uh, and yeah yeah we'll, we'll leave it there
0: L- yeah, lots of great father-son combos that's one of the things for the playoffs right when you just like for a team that you don't really watch that often it's like oh shit Tim that's right he's not a nick no more he's he's a maverick
1: <laughs> but that man that man done escaped
0: <laughs> yeah in the playoffs leave leave the nick look was he in that trade with porzingis yes yeah leave leave the knicks immediately go to the playoffs
1: I think like I no. I think he um something happened. He like re-signed with the Knicks, or what? What happened was like he was originally there, right? And then Mm -hmm. he was a free agent, and then the Knicks had to pay like five times what they would have paid him before, or some shit. And he he signed with them again, and then he got traded. I think.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um, As far as the tag team match, it was the best match on the show.
0: Oh yeah it's the only match I'd recommend to anyone like I'd probably give it three I'd probably give it someone between three and a half three and three quarters I really like that match um I actually want to watch it again that's how much I liked it but um Dom Mysterio might be rookie of the year bro might be newcomer of the year he might be who else are the candidates would Penelope Ford be one of those
1: uh you could say that this is the first year she got a a push kind of um,
0: um,
1: Ricky Starks
0: Ricky Starks be up no, there he's,
1: he's not really new but i guess he's new um, he, I mean
0: he was on nwa that like you know we talk about that we talk what our category is is you know first year in a in a major promotion so that's like you know basically new japan aw uh and wwe am i missing any major promotion
1: yeah, yeah. No. Right. You're, you're definitely not missing impact or anything. No, I'm not missing impact. I'm not missing honor either.
0: Um So yeah, after that, uh the main event. Triple threat falls count No, I'm sorry, Triple Threat knows whole Bar match, which is a triple threat match. Uh Roman Reigns versus the Fiend versus Braun Strowman. Um, stipulation of the of the or the story of the match is that or leading into the match is that on SmackDown um, to on Friday nobody has uh, come forth or sorry uh, Adam Pearce has made everybody sign the contract Roman is not signed the contract he wants some changes added to the contract um, and uh, that is at to be that is at the at, at the count at the Council of uh, P- Paul Heyman. Uh, Roman Reigns is a Paul Heyman guy, which, like, strains my credulity, because I remember him... I remember a main plot of the WrestleMania 34 storyline was that he was trying to convince Roman to sign with him then, and Roman fell for it because he spoke some saying in Samoan because he he said about how he used to do the car rides with Afa and Sika... And then he handed him a, uh, a piece of paper or a card, I can't remember the time, and then like, literally eight seconds later, he pulls out a can of mace and maces the fuck out of Roman Reigns, and then Brock Lesnar comes out and beats the shit out of him, I think with a chair. So and like he see, later
1: won the match.
0: Yeah. So, I wouldn't even leave, bring that part up, but seeing it like they had did that just two years ago, and then now all of a sudden, he's appalled him, guys I was like, I, okay, you can't just sweep this off as this happened off panel, off screen. I need, or I need, I need at least explanation for how did after he already suckered him in like he was fucking sting in the nineties, how you finally like got him to believe you this time without him fucking choking you to death with his
1: bare hands for trying it again. Yeah, I, I would have liked some kind of explanation before it was just like thrust upon us. Right, but so um, I, I'm I don't mind the pairing just, at all.
0: Yeah, I actually uh, invite a- the pairing, I like the pairing, but like as far as the story yeah. there's it's just there's, there's shit missing we need that we need that uh filled in,
1: yeah, uh, so I guess I was wrong about completely last week, so he is a heel um and you know, I don't know if he's like a chicken shit heel he was begging off a little bit, but uh this this move showing up halfway through the match match was fucking horrible before he got there um they did break the ring and everything else like that and actually it was okay it was, it was all right they were hitting each other with shit
0: yeah but i I, I i didn't i won't say i liked the match but like it was way better than the week before
1: way better than the week before yeah yeah um but you know him like he, he was already in the match so the whole you know sign the contrary thing was weird to me i was like whatever and he runs out and with the chair and just beating on him i i got a kick out of everything actually um i thought it was funny i was like yes roman reigns beat these two fucking geeks and take the belt and like do something new like just make him the champ y'all always wanted to make him champ and do it as a heel and but do it as a like they better not fuck this off, like, and just make him this one-dimensional, like, you know, shithead, essentially. That's, that's kind of my concern, <laughs> right? Like, when he should just be this big badass motherfucker that, right. like, put, that's putting everyone in their place, that's letting them give back some of that energy he's always gotten. That's what we're looking for. Like, I just hope it's not, like, he's, like, skirting around every rule, he doesn't want to fight. I'm like, since when doesn't he want to fight? come on man like he should be wanting all smoke and then whatever i don't know but glad he's the champion way better than the fucking fiend yep. way better than braun Strowman. yep um i it, it sucks that WWE has to like nuke everything to the level that they do so where reigns is like the better option by default yeah but that's kind of their strategy
0: yeah um if he's going to be back, I don't know how often he's going to be back. Like, I don't think you want him to to be a regular when he has a shirt that says wreck everything and leave. Like, you you know, um, I hope that they would have the restraint with him to where he's like on TV, like every other week and he wrestles maybe like twice a month. Um, but you know, I, I would hope that, especially that you know, he's on the two-hour show. If he's on the three-hour show, I feel different. But he's on the two-hour show. He he doesn't need the wrestle all that often, unless you know. Well, I say that back. You know what they're going to do? Put him out they're there. Treat we need, him like he's. Brock. We need the ratings. I I don't want to go that
1: far because you know that you know
0: well early Brock, early Brock.
1: If you say well English no no Brock. no hell no I don't think he's going to be a part timer at all. Okay, but what I what I think they're going to. They're going to essentially make his character like Brock. I can see that. Like, like, that's what I would think they're going to do.
0: I can see that. Um, Okay, what I don't want is for Friday to come around and I I have to hear about, like, there is some you people uh, promo. Um, Like, you know, they come up with something else. Yes, I get it. If there was any person that did, that actually like could do a you personal for the backlash he got, it, it, it would be him. I get it. Um, but it's so expected that it's like I wouldn't say it's bad if they do what's expected, but I wouldn't necessarily find it interesting either.
1: What What if he did something like it was my fault? It was my fault. I wasn't good enough for you. It was my fault oh, that God. you know. That, that you guys, you know, couldn't love me. It was my fault. I did all these things. You know, it was my fault for winning the Royal Rumble, you know, too early. It was my fault for, for, <laughs> you, you know, your woman. Like, the, he should just, like, lean all the way in. I, uh, He's going to have to cut a promo. It was my fault for looking like this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, is my fault for looking. Is my fault for looking. You know, exotic. Yes. <laughs> um. So, I don't know what they expect. I have no expectations. Like whatever they do, like hopefully is good. Um. But I, I. But I. You know, getting the belt on him compared to those options, absolutely,
1: absolutely. Um. It feels like they've broken the glass in case of emergency with us. Um, do you feel like they feel? Do you feel like they were panicking? Yes, like it's like what was the big idea going forward?
0: Oh, you mean uh, like? Do you think this was like some long term thing? Do you or are you saying like basically they did this, they pulled this out of their ass? Is what you're saying?
1: Like, like let's let's fucking do it because like they didn't have anything else like that was like like Brock's contract quietly expired. It so did? it's like yeah, that hmm. was reported earlier today. So. Um, I figure that they're like, we need a way to introduce you and we just can't put you back out on TV like the way you always were. Maybe they feel like they can't. Mm-hmm. They always could, but I think it was like, well, why don't we just do it? It sucks that like there's no real fans to give them that reaction that would have just made it all worth it. But these are the Picture. times.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's a, it's just a weird thing. It was like, now's the time to make a meal. Now
1: is Vince like, McMahon probably thinks he's a quitter or some shit.
0: Like, <laughs> but even then, it's like, okay, so, like, what about all this fuck shit y'all did with, like, you know, Dean Ambrose and with Drew McIntyre to, you know, about the cancer stuff over the last, like, no, he, he's not, a, he's not a cancer survivor no more. Like, it, it, it just felt like they they waited too long to pull the trigger, and it's like it's almost it, it feels in a way like. You know, we'll you know the jury's out on it. Like, you know, I want to see Roman Russell, uh, you know, new guys he hasn't wrestled before, and this definitely helps that that he doesn't, you know. Um, but or a- right, right. That's a, yeah. Keep him the fuck. Keep them the fuck away from each other. But like, like this definitely is like a opens up the opportunity for fresher mashups, and you know, like, um, you know. Kind of gets the Royal Rumble stuff out the way with Roman. The baggage that includes that has been the case for like, you know, better part for the last like five years. But, um, I wonder, it just feels like, you know, we always talked about like, you know, at a certain point it reached with Cena, it was like, what's the point of ever turning him heel now? Like, it's, we mm-hmm. should did this shit years ago, it's too late. And I almost feel like, in a way, I feel like we passed that with Roman, but it's like, you know, we'll see. It doesn't mean it mean he's not, he won't be doing good work or whatever or anything like that, or have good programs or matches or none of that. Just like from an interest point of like, is we passed the point of you really want to get on almost now. It's like that, you know, mm-hmm. like after, like for me, like all that shit was, in my mind, I imagine shit was all dead for a lot of people. Like after like, Oh, he's going to fight for his life for cancer. Why do I ever want to see that dude as a heel anymore? Ever in the, in the future, if he comes back, if he even comes back, now he's a heel. Is like, huh?
1: So, so like okay. Daniel Bryan before him, his return was completely airballed, yeah. and then he was turned into a heel, and then made the champion. Never They're thought about, about it until now. But yeah, yep, they intrinsically that's, linked forever.
0: That that appears to be the case, Rich. That appears to be the case. yeah All right. um but as far as the match goes I mean is they went out there and they beat the man, each, they went out there and beat the shot each other and then Roman came in and cashed in effectively it was funny because I was calling like, it was like bro he's got the cash in and you're, and somebody in the messenger was like what about Otis and I'm like what about him like <laughs> like look if you want to do a cash with Otis sure have him cash in right now have Roman come out here and pin him. Uh, before Otis can win the title, or have Otis come out there after he's, you know, quote-unquote, you know, robbed these two big guys that went out there and, and slapped meat for ten minutes. Have them come out there like he's going to cash in and have Roman spear him out his fucking boots and get rid of and get rid of the cash in for the rest of the year. Like, uh, you know, I like Otis. The cash in, the, the money debate thing was just a mistake. Um... <laughs> like no he else. he's a, he's a Laura car comedy act like i I mean, would you want to see art truth with the briefcases I wouldn't
1: no yeah, um you know, no, what else would be a mistake james what it would be a mistake if you guys did not order your Manscaped products. So support for One Nation Radio this week, like all weeks is brought to you by Manscaped, who's the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineer jewels for your tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Uh, Manscaped has the redesigned electronic trimmer and the engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new improved lawnmower 3.0 and you know since we just reviewed payback um you know we're, there's another pay-per-view that's coming this weekend is the aew all out pay-per-view so we want to uh, here at the social podcast network take care of that for you so um the we're running a contest to where um if you guys send us Proof of purchase of any kind of, you know, purchase from Manscaped does not have to be the full shaver. It can be any of their products. Um, you, what you're going to want to do is send proof of that purchase to socialsuplex at gmail.com. And we're taking care of the first five people that do it. I know a couple of spots have gone already. So if you want to watch all out for free, make sure you. Do that. Uh, send in your proof of purchase to so suplex at gmail.com. And of course, don't forget, uh, to use our code suplex. Uh, that's right. The code suplex and you get 20% off with free shipping at manscape.com.
0: And with that, we will transition to talking about Thursday's episode of, uh, AW dynamite.
1: Yes, AEW is all by itself uh, this week on a foreign night, and NXT was by themselves. Um, yeah. This yeah. week will
0: be the same thing too, where uh, NXT will be on a Tuesday for what reason I don't know. But um, hockey
1: playoffs.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And then uh, on Wednesday, Dynamite will have Wednesday to itself. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I liked this show. Um, I was actually on all things elite this week, immediately following, uh, the show. So everything was just kind of sinking in, uh, immediately. And I've since like, you know, thought about, you know, the show more and all that and just let's get to it. So we had the gauntlet of course, up first, um, we started, uh, you know, the teams were the young bucks, natural nightmares, uh, best friends and FTR, um, um, what did you think of this match, James? Um, I liked the... I thought the, I thought
0: the best match was the Young Bucks versus the uh, Best Friends, and then, uh... Th- and then I, I... None of the matches were bad, but um, none of the matches, like, popped for me where I was like, yeah, this is some match I'd recommend, but I mm-hmm. did like the, um... I did like all three matches as far as, like, you know, they good work done, especially, uh, the beginning with Dustin in, in QT versus, uh, the young bucks like they it worked at a very fast paced start out. Yeah. Um, you know, I even alluded to it with the joke with uh, Dustin running out of breath. <laughs> um, I did enjoy. I think my favorite, one of my favorite spots of the night or this week actually was uh, the spot where um, Q T Marshall goes for. I'm sorry, Q T Marshall in the words of Jericho uh, went for the. Um, went for the springboard handstand rebound and whatever his gimmick was going to be, whether it was going to be the, uh, the kick, the the head kick or, or whatever else, or, uh, the flip over kick where there's going to be like the Will Ospreay or the Cedric Alexander. But, um, young bucks both ducked out the way he landed on his knees and he both fucking super clicked his face off. I was like, (laughs) thank you, young bucks. (laughs) Appreciate you for that. (laughs) That's, That's going in the meme hall of fame for me. Um, but yeah, uh, the the second match with um best friends had the spot where at the very beginning of the match, the very beginning, um Chuck Taylor hurts his knee and sells his knee, and then like proceeds to wrestle the rest of the match without doing anything at all with his knee. Um, the only thing that was commentary was on the on the ball and referenced it because they knew what was going to play to the finish, even though the wrestlers somehow didn't know that or Chuck Tucky T didn't realize that.
1: Um, post production.
0: Yeah, uh, th- and then we get to the not th- this 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 fucking guy Hank Van Page.
1: Yeah, man, man, there's some hoish activity out here. They
0: were setting up. The young bucks were setting up for the uh, was it any taker or melter driver? I can't remember one of the two.
1: Yeah, I I, I, I don't know which it, one is it, which. It honestly. didn't get that far. Okay, yeah. the melter driver is the uh, flip, uh, the flipping tombstone. Okay. The Indy Taker is the one where he just jumps, uh, flat like a regular springboard. Just a basic stuff power driver. Right. Okay. Okay. So Meltzer's the flip. Makes sense because Meltzer
0: loves flips. Yeah, uh, gotta, so, yeah. Gotta okay. do it an made, extra for It makes all the sense. Like, bro, I saw some match that he gave four and a quarter on AEW's, uh, uh, um, cage match, match guy that he gave four and a quarter and, like, the, The cage match rating suggested that shit is like two and three quarters. Are you serious? Yes. No, I'm sorry. Three and a half. I'm sorry. Three and a half. Three and a half. I was like, God damn, Melzer. You be like, you be killing. You be ODing it with these fucking reins for AEW. Anyway, um, yeah. So they were setting up for either any tape or Melzer driver. And then hangman, um, runs sprints, sprints. like, Bro, like, a guy, like, a, like, he, got, like, he was from the fucking future and he was trying to stop some bullshit from happening. Like, he, <laughs> like, he fresh off the time machine, sprinted in, grab. uh, um, I think he grabbed, yeah, he grabbed Nick by the leg, um, and then, I forgot which one it was, was the Chucky E.T. or, or, uh, it was or Trent. Beretta. Okay, so Trent I rolls him, rolls it up for a, uh, for a cover, and then, th- he looks. He basically begs off to the corner. And they get to win, um, bro. I was the, shocked. The, really, I thought. I always thought that they were going to avoid the Young Bucks match.
1: Young Bucks versus FTR. I didn't think they were going to do that on TV. Like this was a great like angle. Like it was like. Like, I felt like an audible gasp. I was like, no, like hangman. Cause I was like, I didn't see hangman at first. And then they were like, there's hangman there. I'm like, hangman, where the fuck is he? And then you see him and I'm like, oh no, he's fucking the bucks. And then it was like, oh shit, the bucks lost. So that's how they got out of it. Okay. Okay. Like, it's like they always just figure it out. I was expecting them to
0: lose. So I was like, I'm waiting for the, I'm waiting to figure out how they lose. And then I saw hangman. I was like, oh. That's what they did. I see what you did there. Um You know, it just plays to the d- motivation. D- it's like,
1: your time to shine, James. Go ahead.
0: Nah, I'm not taking a victory lap on this. Like, because this wasn't like, I was I was some clairvoyant or I had the foresight. They never told some story that said that Hangman wasn't anything but some, but some melodramatic bitch the whole time. Just He started drinking beer and people liked it. So I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to take credit for it. Like, I was just right in like I feel like more people should have picked this up. That's all, um, or not picked this up, but like you know, if you like hey man, I like him too. But it's like because obviously he's a very talented, dude. But it's like I I just never I just I never got think- in the storyline for why people wanted to boo the Bucks during that that match. I was just like the 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 young Bucks rooted for this dude, wanted to keep him around and. He's like in his feelings and insecure. Like I, I don't I still, see how that's a how that is a uh, a character trait that y'all would want to root for. I just find that to be weird.
1: I, I still think the long term plan is for Heyman to, to end up the babyface here. So could be.
0: I'm not. I'm not putting anything in stone. But like, I'm just saying he's 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 acting like he's going out like a sucker. She's absolutely yeah, gonna right like
1: sure Like strangely, yeah. like Kenny has not been around the last two weeks, and I feel like when yeah. Kenny comes back, there's gonna be like held, like he's gonna beat the shit out of Hangman, hey or so- right. something's gonna happen. And
0: like, Kenny, you know, look, Kenny been out here the last couple of weeks, you know On edge. Being out here trying to murder people. So it's like it's not like it, look, the only <laughs> Everybody's a hell <laughs> AW bitch. <laughs> uh but um yeah, uh they he can't look him in the eyes um They're looking at him, they staring daggers into him, they're just like, bro, why would you fuck us? What did we do to you, bro? Like and he had no answers, He can't look him in the eye, and then they move on to the next match. Uh FTR comes out. They immediately attack uh Chucky T's leg, and then it's like, Oh, so like now now it's time for you to sell it again um so they end up slapping a move on his leg they work over his leg a bit They slap on a move on his leg he taps out they get to the win um such
1: hard work by ftr
0: yeah i mean look they, look they did their work at the start they won all those matches to get this favorable position right like you remember uh when you were in high school and you had math homework and it was like show your work yeah. We showed our work. We put all our work out here on display in the weeks leading up to this moment. And, you know, we got we got the pole positioning. That's all it is. You know, we got pole positioning because we ran well uh, on the, you know, what is the shit they do before they actually have NASCAR uh, races on the weekend? Ooh, um, I It's just um. called test runs. Are they test runs? No idea. Whatever no the test runs, like, shit's where they wrestled or they rustled, they, they race during the weekend or whatever else to figure out pole positioning. Like, they were at the front of that. They had the best, you know, laps at that time and not the time for the race. They got pole position. That's all this is. Um, so, so, yeah. Yeah, shout out to Bubba Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, so, um, yeah, but, you know, um, Revival versus uh Hangman and Kenny Omega. Um, can't
1: wait. I will be in the building.
0: We're gonna get we're not gonna get some clean finish. Like some goofy's gonna happen. I don't mean goofy like there's gonna be some random someone cheats or whatever else, but like we're gonna get something where some somebody's turning.
1: Yeah, somebody's abandoning somebody, that, and, and, like, somebody or... yeah,
0: somebody's like the, the belts are gonna change because one of them quits on the other and we'll go from there. That's what it seems like we're headed because like look at how both of these two dudes are acting like these look these aren't mega powers but like they dance about to explode
1: yeah um I think this is gonna be this is the match I'm looking forward to, to the most uh I'm actually going all out do so. you think
0: it will be better than Hang, than Young Bucks versus uh <laughs> Kenny and them Kenny and Hangman because I don't think it will be
1: I it look I'm not about to about to predict something being better than the greatest head match of all time so <laughs> They're going to have to show me, but um, I'm hyped for it. So Okay. uh, um, um, They then announced uh, another match that will be at the All Out show. There's going to be the return of the Casino Battle Royale. So, of course, at Double or Nothing, they did a ladder match instead of the battle royal out of you know they weren't trying to put 21 people in the ring at the same time but since we've all collectively decided that uh COVID-19 is over uh we're gonna have you know a battle royal here and I on all things lead I said quietly the AEW roster has expanded as they've gotten more people back and signed new people um I have no problem with a battle role here. I would have liked to see Ricky and Darby in a singles match. Uh, however, both of those guys are in this battle role along with Lance Archer. Um, the, the new, um, you know, uh, Eddie Kingston unit, those five guys. And, um, I, I would assume some, some dark order members will be in there. Oh yeah. You see lots of numbers in there. Lots yes, of members not numbers, members yes. Yep. Uh, but yeah, uh, all like Brian Cage, uh, Team Taz, all those guys are in there. So this should be pretty good. Like battle, like AEW's done really good battle royal so far. Any surprise? Yeses. You know, there's gonna be like one or two. Has to be
0: one. Um. Oh yeah, one is a twenty-one is always you know or the yeah twenty-one is their surprise guy. Yeah. Or person. I got <sighs>
1: I'm trying to think who's out there. Um <laughs> we we have scraped the plate, haven't we? Yeah. Uh I don't think Rusev is doing anything in wrestling right now, Who? So I'm not even gonna say him uh Rusev.
0: Oh, I thought you said Rousseau, and I was like, wait, what? No, no. Well, I don't want him anywhere near professional wrestling. <laughs> I don't even want to watch the shit let alone be there
1: yeah I, I think it's either like Lance Archer or um some shock guy who I haven't determined yet that comes out last Lance Archer? yeah why would that be surprised though? well I'm saying like if they don't have a surprise they'll bring in Lance last
0: oh okay gotcha,
1: gotcha. So, like clearing is out gotcha Okay. Um then highlight of the show. Um of course, well, this talking segment they had Jay Roberts in the ring sounding drunk. Uh Taz didn't quite get his promo out. Uh but then Ricky Starks and Darby Allen beat the shit out of each other and uh Starks was shoeless running away from this man it was hilarious. Uh Cage and Archer try to face off and they're teasing that monster battle there.
0: Oh well you forgot that you forgot the squash match.
1: I did? Oh, yes. Yes. That's right. Uh, Lance Archer wrestled Evolve Legend and, uh, CWC Legend Sean Maluda. I saw him. Like,
0: wow. Sean Maluda. And then, the, and then the graphic came up. I was like, huh. Haven't seen him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, for those of you not familiar, this man took Kota Ibushi to his absolute <laughs> limit, uh, in round one of the CWC. For for about four or five seconds, he looked like he was going to win. And then Ibushi got him the fuck out of here. And we hadn't really seen much of him since he's done job work. Recall around 205 Live. Yep. Uh, he was in Evolve as well. And he makes his way here. And, um you know, he gets, he gets fucked up by Lance. So after that highlight of the show. Uh, the video package for the AEW Women's World Championship match it all out. Billy Corgan's on there, um, doing a voiceover. He put it over how great it is that the NWA and AEW are working together. Uh, they put over, um, both Thunder Rosa as a big star and a talented wrestler and a champion showing the, uh, 1948 belt all <laughs> on the screen.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> JR Berg. built
1: up Sheeta. Yes. JR <laughs> J- built up Sheeta a lot. They signed a contract for it. Uh, this thing was two minutes long, and it felt like man. Um, I saw everything. I saw, I saw both of these women in their own ele- element. Like Hikaru, she had the kimono on and was looking tough and poised and like a champion. And Thunder Rosa showed up in the dress with the with the face paint on, which was a quite unique look. Uh, so I was I was very into this.
0: Yeah, um, I thought this was very well done, um, and it. It, you know, it wasn't even like it was a long thing, and it, and nor did it need to be, but like, this was something that, like, I feel like they could do for, you know, pretty much any any big matchup. Um, and this was well done, like, and then, you know, obviously they had to do a lot of, or not a lot of work, but like, they absolutely had to do some work on explaining to the people, their fan base, who, uh, not Karshita, but they know who that is, but who Thunder Rosa was and why this is a big deal. And I thought they did a good job showing that match she had, um, Last year with uh Allison K, highlights of it to show like the some of the things she could do is like you know, yes she is NWA Women's Champion, but like you know th- th- she can go. Um So you know I, it, you know whatever they got as matches uh, is a plus. You know it's cherry on or not cherry my God icing on top of the cake. So you know I I you know this is a nice luxury match.
1: Yep, look forward to seeing that one too. Um, uh, then we got the uh Moxley and MJF contract signing. So MJF came up with his lawyer, Mark Sterling, and his uh campaign entourage and Mox uh joined him. And uh MJF like then goes on like a long, unique promo. Um just Just great talking uh, up and down. Um, He said that he was a pro wrestling prodigy. Grew up stuttering, studying guys like Ernie Ladd and Buddy Rogers, while Moxley was watching The Sandman, uh, Onita, and John Zandig. He also, who else? He mentioned one other person:
0: Uh, Sandman, Onita. Uh
1: oh, New Jack. He mentioned New Jack. New Jack. Yes, that's right. I'm like, man, you you would uh, watch your mouth, MJ. yeah. i us talk about New Jack. I would never talk about New Jack. Hi, New Jack, if you're hearing this. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I like this whole like. I thought MJ's promo was like great. It went a little long, but it was great.
0: Um, I,
1: his execution
0: is always on point. Like that's never the issue with me. It's just like for me, um, it's more of a concern of. does the average person know this or, or would even believe this? Or, you know... um, Like, so for me, when he talks about the influences for... Um, for Moxley and talks about... You know, you watch all this trash, hardcore wrestling um, and death matches or whatever else. It's like... Uh, you know, this is supposed to be the hard it's supposed to be the 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 promotion that or th- th- this is the promotion that doesn't insult your intelligence and like knows that you know stuff mm-hmm. and it's like i don't really buy that as a claim against as a realistic claim that that someone like MJF would actually really give to John Moxley like if this was just to say that, like, you know, you wrestled like a garbage wrestler, that's one thing, but it's, like, your influence are actually these guys, like, maybe they are, but it's, like, his influence are also, like, Bret fucking Hart, you know what I mean? That's why it's kind of weird to me, it's, <laughs> like, this dude is, like, basically, like, you know, maybe if this was, if you if he was talking to Dean Ambrose, then, yeah, I buy that, that he was talking to Dean Ambrose, but he's talking to John Moxley, and, like, yes, it's the same person, but, like, it's different, it's, like, one person's a figure man's wrestler that will, you know, pull a cheese gritter and, and slice your fucking face, uh, and then, like, but Ambrose is the guy that they said he, that, um, that, you know, that he was, I feel like that promo was better against Ambrose instead of Dean Moxley's uh, Dean Moxley. I feel like that promo is better for Dean Ambrose than John Moxley, if you get what I'm saying. And I don't know if, like, that was intentional or not, but, like, I didn't feel like he was trying to differentiate at the time. Yeah. Um, so that, so that's kind of where I'm on it. But, like, it was, it was, it still had a lot of stuff in it that was very good. And, like, you know, like I said, his delivery and stuff is always on point.
1: So, um, John Moxley got, he got named the, um, PWI 500 number one. Yep. Uh, no problem at all there. <laughs> like looking at like, you know, and he, he's, this is probably a precursor for get ready everybody for him winning the Ric Flair Luthes, uh, award. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, it's him. Yeah. Like, and he, we've been, we've been with-
0: discussing this even before this came out about like where he, you know, what his year's been like. And, you know, COVID or not, like, if you're going to count the award, he, be, he would be an MVP.
1: Yeah. Um, also, it's PWI. If you want to really get upset over it, come on, man. It's um, k But, you know. But in k he
0: absolutely should be number one. He hasn't yeah. lost this year.
1: <laughs> yeah. He hasn't lost. He's been a world champion. He's done great business. He's been in two companies. He's championed right. both companies.
0: Right. Who else? Who would be a better pick? Yeah. Especially for the time frame, where it's like from summer to summer. Not like, you know, it's, it's for summer to summer. Like, right now, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so. I heard Jericho was three. Jericho was three, yep. Who's two? Uh, Adam Cole was number two. But since NXT... Since NXT isn't a world championship, like it's not recognized as a world championship. I think people got, some people got upset by that and claimed that was biased. Well, I'm, I just have one answer for them. Like WWE doesn't even count NXT as a world championship. So once they do that, maybe someone else in a publication will.
0: I, um, Adam Cole makes sense because how great his, um, how great the first six months of the time of the grading period was for him. But so, I, was, I see that. I get that. After that, though. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I, what I would say is, like, his six months, or that six months he had was, like, better than anyone else in the world, maybe. So, I could see how, like, even just being around still floats, keeps him alive. Like, he was still having some pretty good matches, like, after February, or actually, I take it back. Like, his run basically goes from, like, June to February, so it's more than six months, more like, you know, um seven or eight months, but yeah, I'm with you.
1: Um, so pretty much like Moxley like starts responding and uh, he got pissed after you know MJF made this comment about Renee Young. Uh, Moxley didn't need a paradigm guy shift, but he'd like to dump his opponent on his head, head and neck just because he doesn't like him. So right. nothing matters. You, September 5th you're a dead man. Uh, he basically tricks him into signing the uh, contract uh, immediately and Moxley had added a stipulation and basically was a smart baby face. And basically said, yeah, I get the lawyer next week. And if he doesn't show up, MJF loses a shot. Uh, so I would now, now the storyline's essentially all built up. I would have wanted more. Like I thought it was going to go to a level higher, but we'll see when the match comes. So
0: Moxley beats the shit out of uh, the lawyer. MJF in Warlow beat his ass for the heat in the, like or at on the Go Home show, right? That's what you, that's we envision. That's what we expect. That's right? what I would
1: think cuz they yeah. they still haven't really gotten physical. So
0: for physical or in a way to where like, you know, you oh, okay, believe yeah, that yeah, MJF yeah. can actually beat um Moxley or, or put Moxley or hurt Moxley. cuz like all it's been is pretty much like, you know, MJ or him getting a better MJF, which is like I'm fine with that for a, a top baby face, you know, champion, you know, foiling the heels, you know, elaborate plans and stuff, but um I kinda want uh MJF needs to needs to put him down one time to get you to believe it at least one time.
1: Yeah, then we had a uh, eight man tag match uh Lucia Bros and Butcher and a blade against George Noah, Sunny Kiss brian pillman jr and who the fuck is griff garrison so (laughs) um yeah this is a quick match pretty much designed to uh have lucha bros and butcher and blade uh, look strong uh they got you know the win and basically um you know put away uh pillman jr after pillman jr uh did a nice little hot tag at the end um so from here, uh, Eddie Kingston announced that, uh, they'd all be in the, uh, casino battle royal. Of course, um, you know, a lot of guys in there. So after that, Brody Lee came out <laughs> and it was time to celebrate his TNT championship victory and he cuts a hell of a promo. I think his best promo since he's like, it was a little bit it was like a longer version of what he did before the Cody match but now he has the belt to go with the the uh, confidence the real belt so like um he said that the open challenge uh, series was dead no more time for the independent wrestlers yes brody lee a fan of stop the charity um and he ordered the, the dark order is silenced and he introduced Anja as the newest member of the family number 99 as she is the Queenslayer and the great one. Like, like Wayne, uh, or excuse me, um, uh, like Wayne Gretzky, yes. So she's number or 99. Rock. Yeah.
0: No, well, you said the great one, maybe you think of the rock, but yes. Yeah. yeah. Wayne Gretzky, 99. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, um, John Silver tried to, you know, tr- try, tried, tried it basically and, and he got slapped by Brody Lee. And from there, uh, Dustin Rhodes and QT came out, and you just got to see this whole promo for yourself. It was awesome. Um, Do
0: you like the part where the, where the numbers start chanting "You deserve"? And he tells them, "Shut the hell off! Yeah. <laughs> get that shit out of here." Loved it. And then Ross, you hear Ross crusty ass for commentary. He says, "I approve." Someone lies with, like letting you know, like, yeah, 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 get that shit out of here too. I don't like that.
1: No. <laughs> Then um, Dustin and QT brought their ass out for some reason, and they got their ass whooped. And then Scorpio came out and cleared the ring. And then um, Anna Jay slapped him, and then he got laid out by Brody Lee. And uh, this is then Matt Cardona came and saved the babyfaces and ran uh, the dark order off. And uh, we've got Cody's uh, friends and his brother uh, and some guy he fought once all teaming up to fight on his behalf.
0: Yeah, and they wore that ass open.
1: Yeah, all right. At least Scorpio Sky is booked on the pay per view. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Brody Lee, uh, he'll be a different kind of champion here. Uh, it seems from Cody. No open challenge. Uh, a fan of that because I think it's time to start pulling that back a little bit, especially you know my hashtag stop the charity movement that was yeah. going on.
0: Yeah, like it wasn't a TV title. I'm glad that you know they're showing that it wasn't, in fact, the TV title it was just something that Cody wanted to do, or whoever, or someone or some decision they made to where you know they wanted to have Co- Cody, you know, try to get over some guys, um, which you know, I don't know if you could have done a better job. So I'm not knocking him for that at all. Um, it came at a time though when I was like, Ugh. but um, it worked for the most part. It's mostly a positive thing. Um the only real thing I have an issue with was like that one match he had with like uh Jungle Boy just like, yo, all of this for Jungle (laughs) Boy (laughs) All of this for Jungle Boy. Uh but um yeah. Didn't he blade off of bumping his head into a wall? Yes. Yes. Oh my fucking god. Alright, I'm not (laughs) enough of Cody. Uh yeah. Um yeah, man, yeah. here for it. Interested to see who is, um, you know, opponent is going to be um, at pay per view, or if he's even going to be in pay per view, or what, you know, what's he going to do? But, um, interested start seeing, um, Luke Harper in, you know, semi main events or you know big matches in the in the weeks to come.
1: So he's actually going to be an eight man tag against those guys.
0: Oh, he's, that's right. Yeah. So okay, that's, that'll be that'll be a fun match. Yeah. Do, do we do so, we know which
1: numbers we're going to get? Uh, not yet. Okay, I don't believe so. So, uh, up next, we had uh, Britt Baker and Reba and Penelope Ford versus Big Swole in a comedy match. Oh my god, this match. Um, yeah, this was not good at all. This was like, ooh, like it it just wasn't good at all. Like, Penelope
0: fucked up a lot of stuff and she didn't do that, didn't ask her to do that much. Um, Rebel, I don't know if it was her still playing the gimmick. of she doesn't know what she's doing, and, and and then also how much was it like actually like she's rusty as fuck. So it was it was a lot, but it didn't. It was not good, and it was like,
1: like uh, this ain't it. Uh, like like uh, this ain't uh, it. So
0: yeah, this um, this is bad. This is bad. This is like one it, of the worst things. That, this is one of the worst things that's ever been on AEW television. Like, this
1: is real bad. Like, which is
0: which is like. That is a demerit in history, but it also shows you that, like, they have a level of competency that, you know, really, it really is surprising. Um, you look at this, you know, approaching a year now, um, that that's like one of the worst things they've ever done. Uh, there's a point, I don't know what point, I don't know if you noticed, but like, we got to a point in the show, like, the second half or towards the end where, like, the show seemed like they didn't know where they were putting segments or people were changing like people's reads and it was like just fucking from a production standpoint it seemed so disorganized and panicked. Did you ever Mm -hmm. did you pick up on that? Nah. Like there was a part where they were like they were doing reads or whatever else or like trying to give you the lineup for pay-per-views or whatever else and like Ross is reading something, it's coming at the wrong time, like, they're missing camera shots because, like, one cameraman's not in the right position, um, the music, or, uh, people's, they don't turn hitting people's music cues right at the right time to turn on or off, people's mics come on at the wrong time, you come back from commercial break and, like, someone was in the middle of their fucking promo had already started before, uh, like, seconds before, uh, they came back to commercial break, I don't mm-hmm. know what it was. It was but it was all over the place. And I don't know if that was because I was I didn't watch it live and I was watching off of um, I was watching off a copy of it and I don't know like it was an English copy and I don't know if like they were just fucking up the English or not by English I mean British like the British uh version of it or what but like mm-hmm. it just felt like just total chaos in this organization um from production side, like you know the mat, the stuff it wasn 't like news bad stories being told but it's like as far as the uh, go from transition from this way we 're going to do you know this block of time to go to the next thing the next thing it just felt like everything was always off like at a certain point, maybe mm. like the last half hour last forty minutes, but it became un it came so noticeable um
1: gotcha. yeah so uh there was a, a a part where Hangman Page was at the bar, and Dasha caught up with him and asked him about his actions for earlier in the night and then the young buzz busted in there and basically uh kicked Page out of the elite and cut a promo on him up and down, called him a jobber uh and left. the hangman was looking all sad and sorry and he broke a mirror and it looked like some you know as people have described like some super villain origin shit like where he's staring in a broken mirror
0: like it was one of this was one of the super heavy-handed like this would be on wwe of like he is now a broken man and he is staring into a broken mirror mirror get it is like uh Matt, met like trying or pretending to cry was just like, <laughs> it made me laugh i didn't i didn't feel it. it just made me laugh um but yeah like it was a necessary step they had to have a conversation um the, calling him a drunk call calling him a was well, like i get that one call him a jobber was like oh so he's having a job you, this is a jobber mentality is what he's having like yeah, yeah, this <laughs> so is i was like thing. okay.
1: It's a mind state. He said, It's a mind state. I only called you a jobber once, but tonight you wanted to act like a jobber. Like, leave the talking to Matt, Nick. Like, (laughs) 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 you know, stick to the best comeback in the business. But, um, yeah, this was, this was, you know, I, as a big time fan of the elite, this is, uh, you know, whatever these guys fight against each other is always something like I, I kind of get invested in. So, uh, this ain't over and it's, you know, it's still going. You would have thought the match would have settled it, but you know, smoke still in the city apparently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know where this is headed, but
1: you know, we'll see. Yeah, so um, after that we had like uh, tables match between Matt Hardy and Sam Guevara, <sighs> and bro, they beat the shit out of each other in this match. Did they
0: beat the shit out of each other, or did like they just? I don't feel like they beat the shit out of each other as much as like they both like did a bunch of falling into into stuff, and they but they like they basically. Like, yes, it. they beat the shit out of each other, but the each other was themselves. Like, there's really, they beat the shit out of themselves and not like each other. Like, the damage that was inflicted upon each other was done by themselves. Like, Matt Hardy hurt Matt Hardy. Sammy Guevara hurt hurt Sammy Guevara. It wasn't like Matt Hardy was hurting Sammy or, or reverse. Like, Sammy was bumping his ass off on the apron, through tables, or miss, you know, people getting out of the way. And ditto for Matt, um, do we know where, um, that cut came from? Was that off the edge of the tables
1: what caught, uh, I think it was, some, face? Type of, I think it was some type of receipt that that Matt gave him for, for the chair throw or whatever. Because I looked like that was not a blade job. Like that right, was right. Like, the side of the head.
0: It, I didn't know, but the blood didn't happen until after, uh, he, it was a
1: commercial, I think, when the blood happened.
0: My co- okay, so I don't know what was commercial because I had a I, I was watching a, the the uh, UK uh, copy of it. So like, he did a or Sammy was doing a dive onto uh, out of the ring onto a table that Matt was on. Matt got out of the way, and then all of a sudden you see Sammy grab his head, and then like you see blood. And I'm like, did he blade off a ta- off of a table dive?
1: So one thing about the U.S. version was this match was. And like a lot of it took place in the commercial because ah. something ran long. Okay. Or whatever. And then they were crunched for time. And some people said it seemed rushed, but I thought the urgency added to the match. Okay. So maybe that's why the whole show felt like it. Maybe that's why I, the stuff I was talking about
0: earlier is what happened. Is like something went over and then like they were scrambling to try to, you know, steal minutes.
1: Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Sammy ended up getting a win at the end, uh, and then I think they are doing a, a match at All Out as well, but the stipulation is, uh, it has been announced. Eye as for an a, eye. A broken rules match. So I don't know what it is, but this is probably the big cinematic match with, with those guys or whatever the fuck a broken rules match is so uh i don't know if the road to all out went up today i would have to check they probably explained it there okay well yeah that was it that was a show um i liked it overall uh i want to hear another review from me for some reason i was on all things elite this this uh week so go ahead and check it out
0: okay uh so nxt oh man um I'm going to go short on NXT, and I really mean that this time. Um, <laughs> they opened the show with... Um, yeah, boy, we're rel- relinquishing the title. Um, Karrion Cross. Uh, he said, I did everything I said I was going to do. Um, this is not the end. Um, and when I come back, nothing. this changes nothing. And I was like, this changes everything. <laughs> You're going away from us, my guy. Um, hmm. So he's he basically is letting you know like when I come back I'm gonna be a heel don't cheer for me none of that shit like so uh, he re- he puts down the title and he walks away. Scarlet touches the the green screen or sorry the uh the Tron screen in the backdrop um, up on the ramp and then like the screen catches fire from her touching it. And I'm like so you're still on this magic thing even though like she can't like ma- she can't magic this nigga's shoulder back in his socket. Like, this is... Whatever. 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 Um, after... Uh, comeback commercial break, or whatever else it was, uh, we end up getting... Um, NXT tag title match, Imperium, Eichner, Bartel versus Fanda- Breezango, which is like, that makes no sense, because Breezango, um, they had a title match in the last, like, month. They lost. Mm-hmm. So, they won on the pre-show to take over, so they get another title match, and they... They had a pretty fun match, um, probably somewhere like three, three and a quarter, um, and they win. Breezango wins. They put over that this is the first time either one of them have won a title in WWE, um, and you know they're champions uh, of a vision uh, of a division that is a shell of its former self. Um, and I yeah. don't know when that division ever turns around. Um,
1: this feels like it's out of another
0: time. Like, oh, this is not American Alpha's division. This is not DIY's division. This is not Reviles' division. This is not Undisputed Era's division. This is not, hell, like, Lord, I would tell you this is not Lorcan and Birch's division, but they're still fucking here. This ain't the Street Profits division.
1: I don't, why?
0: Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get this. Like, um, they need to put, well, like, you, you, do, you know what like, the plan was going to be. Nah, they were going to do Velveteen and Loomis as a as a, as a odd couple tag team, uh, and then you know, you remember that?
1: You know what? I would rather I'm with the Brees then. Um, no, I, I'm good.
0: All I'm saying is after the Matt Riddle thing, after Riddle, you know, um, not Riddle. After you know, Brozeways had to. At pandemic hits, Brozeways can't be a thing. Matt Riddle go, or, or uh, Dunn goes he back to the home. UK. We went up in smoke. They were supposed to anchor that division for the next six months. It went up in smoke. Yeah, see? Rosaways, Matt Riddle, smoke. Ha ha. <laughs> um, and then they basically they like we're gonna put it on a tag on a quality tag team, and then from there, they had no good options for baby faces. They just didn't. Um
1: Amazing. All them dudes in the wrestling school. But Breeze Angle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Whatever, like, um, they can have a good little match. They can't have great matches, but they can have a good little match. Well, I take that back. Breeze can still have great matches. I, I believe. I believe he can still have great matches. Um, I, I remember that stuff he was doing Ricochet. Um, at the either the beginning of 2019 or the end of 2018, uh, he can st- he can still go. Um, you know, one of the better hot tags in the biz mm-hmm. is actually Fandango's, but um, you know, they're they're just. You know, they're a tired act. No yeah. disrespect to them. It's just like, you know, they, they did on the main roster. They're here. They feel out of place because, like, that, they remain a roster act. Like, all these main roster acts, uh, outside of coming back for, like, you know, one show or whatever else, like, coming back as a full-time act, they all feel out of place. Yeah. They all feel out of time because their time is past them. Um, Like, the closest one that makes any sense is, like, Balor, but that's because they push Balor and protect them like crazy. And they put him in all these matchups. They be like, "Oh yeah, I like to see him versus Gargano or Ciampa, or Adam Cole or Fit or or um, Damian Priest or Keith Lee." The average person that comes back doesn't get that kind of treatment.
1: Yep. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else happened on the show. Uh, I'm doing this all to all off the dome after all. Yeah, <laughs>
1: freestyle.
0: Yeah, this is like the first show that I watched this week, and I, I watched this on Saturday, and then like I watched uh, so. Super, or super, super struggle, summer struggle, the pay per view backlash, dynamite, uh, watch some seedling because they had their fifth anniversary show on Wednesday, last Wednesday. Yeah, uh, anyway, um, trying to think what else is important. Oh, yeah, so they also, um, talked about, announced that they're doing a fatal, 60 man Iron Man fatal four way match next Tuesday, so next week for the title with Gargano and Ciampa and, uh, Finn Balor and Adam Cole um, match should be a super match one of the best matches of the year um, so we'll see what happens um, do not go to overtime don't do very, not.
1: very video game like match this is something I would have booked in like No Mercy like yeah. on the N64 like <sighs> with four players four controllers let's do a 60 minute match and see who can win the most times
0: yeah and also you've got one point who name me a baby facing
1: that out of that floor
0: name one. That's some, my point.
1: look look name somebody that debuted for NXT in the what? last three years and that match <laughs> or, or two years not nah, three
0: match. years it's been over three yeah. years gotta remember Adam Cole and red dragon and them they, they, they debuted at Brooklyn in 2017 it's right, been three right. years we just passed right. the three- year mark Um, yeah, but like, um, Finn battles a heel, never turn baby face. Adam Cole never turned baby face. Like you want to say, well, he's turning baby face based off of this feud he just had with McAfee. I would like to point out to you that like early on the show, they had undisputed beat the fuck out of, uh, out of, um, uh, what's his name? Oh my God. Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick. Yeah, after like two weeks ago, they beat the shit out of Drake Maverick and also killing a Dane and beat stomping those two out in the Air Miller match for no reason. They're still heels. Um Ciampa on this show, he fought Jake Atlas. Uh Jake Atlas. I think he slapped him. And mm-hmm. then Ciampa gave him a shoot headbutt. And I know it's a shoot because after he headbutted him. All of a sudden, a big ass, uh, red, uh, inflammation popped up on the side of, uh, Chompa's head. Um, and then he proceeded to beat the shit out of, uh, out of, (laughs) out of Jake Atlas. He, he stomped a mud hole in him, then gave him the, um, the, uh, the rope, the DDT through the ropes, then. He beat his ass some more. They had to stretch, they pulled him, gave him a stretcher job. They, he pulled him off the stretcher and then he actually gave him the DDT from hanging off the stretcher. He beat the shit out of Jake Atlas. Um, well, why so, did they
1: have to be Jake Atlas? Like, you somebody else in the wrestling school,
0: man. I thought the same exact thing. Like, where is, where is Leon Ruff? Where is, uh, Denzel DeJournette? Where is, you
1: know, um, uh, Menzies?
0: Yeah. Fuck luke menzies uh bring out bring out the fucking uh bring out rick booze he wants to still focus and be do all that right. bullshit behind the Plessy glass, send his ass out there get his ass whooped by Champa. not somebody with some talent yeah or somebody that you actually like could do something with but whatever um so that happened um and it reminded me of when he beat the out of the Austin awesome theory remember when he beat the shadow of the Austin awesome theory like at the beginning of this year and then they had a rematch late like a, a week or two later
1: I seem to recall this.
0: Yeah, like it, it felt like that. Like, this was like they're going to have a rematch eventually. And then Atlas is going to, like, probably go like nine minutes with him and then, like, ultimately lose again. Um, so there was that. So, um, Shama comes back Gargano. and officially lets you know that he's a heel. He's back to being a sadistic badass. Um, so then you get promos from Balor and from Gargano about the, the it, and later on, even also from Cole, all Sant, you know, Lander claims to. Promos for next week's show. James, uh,
1: last week on the show, I literally said don't book Gargano and Ciampa. And what did Triple H immediately do?
0: They booked those two in a four-way match. Yep. <laughs> and you know what the, you know what the response is, well, we said no more matches with those two one on one. And my response to you is there you have 40 motherfuckers. You can make you cannot put them in the match.
1: Amazing. Amazing. Like, right. like what would Ciampa Ch-
0: you know what's gonna happen, right? They're in the match. How many how many DIY tag team spots do you think you're gonna do?
1: They're gonna team up, then they're gonna fight, then they're right. gonna team back up, and then they're gonna hold hands, and then <laughs> hit each other with a shotgun and shit. You, like, you,
0: you got me with that whole, the hold the hand holding one. You got me with that because it made me. Th- you remember what happened in that fucking uh, cinematic match? Yes. Yeah. He fucking held hands. Like, you're trying to murder each other for like the last 20 minutes. Now you want to hold hands? Get the fuck out my face.
1: <laughs> one day, I will watch that match. One day. Oh,
0: you never watched it,
1: it? I've never watched the whole match. One day, I will watch it to like and I will live tweet. the. Uh, I will send messages to the group live while I do it. Oh, man. Uh, what was I
0: going to say? Like, there is no obviously like that's one of the worst things of the pandemic. Like they took they, like no not one of the worst things the pandemic, like that's one of the worst things of the pandemic. Like that match. So, I mean, like one of the worst things of the pandemic is that for that forced them to want to get creative and instead of having their 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 four and a half star match that was in the bag that what they would have had in front of fans. Nah, let's 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 change it up. Let's do some cinematic. Anyone went out there and had a damn two two and a half star match like for fifty fucking minutes. But whatever. Um. Yes, yeah, trying to think what else happened. On the show. Oh yeah, so I think the match was scheduled to be Mercedes Martinez versus um, Mia Yim. E. Um, out comes Robert Stone and Leah. He says, "I'm protecting my investment. We're not doing that match. Get out of here." Then all of a sudden. He zoomed in on him close and all of a sudden he fucking falls to the ground and screams and you scroll, you look down, the p- camera pans down and, and Shossi has ran this nigga over by the foot again. <laughs> look, if you saw, I know he's like, we're beating a dead, horse. This is like the third time he's ran this nigga's foot over. I agree. However, if you saw how this nigga Robert Stone was dressed, you were like, this is appropriate. Like, it's almost like, all right. We know we going to the world many times. How can we make it to where it's still funny? Have him dress more ridiculous every single week. So then you want to see him get his foot fucking ran over. And then Chauncey comes out here and runs his ass over on, the, on <laughs> like Can we get this need,
1: uh, What say? Can we get this Need some steel toe boots or some shit? Like, <laughs> oh, you want to help this man out? out with the
0: cops. <laughs> so, uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. So run over his foot. Um, Aliyah's helping him out. So then Cha- Shotzi comes out. Shotzi and Mia have a match. I got to say, this is probably the best singles match that I've seen Shotzi have in NXT. A lot of good technical wrestling stuff. A lot of little neat stuff that that Mia has a bunch of stuff in her bag, of course. Uh, So, um, At the end, Shotzi actually uh, was about to be put away. She gets a counter and then she goes to the top and hits her senton off the top rope for the win. Um, Mia made a face like she did not like that. Could be a heel turn. I heard that, you know, there's talk that she was, um, she might be in retribution if they, you know, even figure out if they're actually gonna do that. Um, but we haven't seen them on pay per view. But, um, but yeah. Might be, they might be turning her heel. Um, at a time where it's like, there's nobody that's fucking baby this, cause it's a pure baby in this fucking promotion. We could turn one of the few that we have at the heel. Okay, thanks. Um, so they did a a backstage interview thing uh, that was pre taped with Candice. Candice talks about her relationship with Tegan. Talks about how we you know we travel the world together. I've been t- uh, I I lived with her when I was in Wales on tour. You know making this dream work. Uh, she took me to see a castle uh, in Wales. Uh, and said that like you know once we once we um recently you know we've been at odds, but you know I'm. We, and we drifted apart, but you know, um, I'm not gonna let her stand in my way. And if she wants to, you know, remain friends and value our friendship, she can just come to the dark side. Basically, um, we end up getting a cruiserweight match. Hey, uh,
1: it might work. Turn her everybody heel. else. It look, look, everybody else turn. Like she, she <laughs> might go evil. You never know. If they turn the most generic, blandest motherfucker,
0: <laughs> white me baby face, they have heel before she even gets in the like no <laughs> save it no wait I need look how come everybody always turns heel in WWE when, or, and people rarely turn let me phrase that how come everybody turns heel in NXT when no one ever turns baby face
1: none none there's no just-
0: there's no like you know, I'm on a pass through edition for the times I piss you the fans off. I make good nah. on it or I kinda make a save with somebody. You like know what they do? there has to be some yeah. rare instances. Like, did Samoa Joe return baby babyface no, actually he was baby facing then he turned him on, on Finn Balor. So yeah. I can't even say that.
1: Like what they do is just introduce new baby faces. Like they right. take this spot. They don't ever turn nobody back.
0: Right, right. Um What's gonna say? Uh oh yeah, Cruiserweight title match swerve versus uh Santos, um, uh, either last week or a couple weeks ago, when they were abducting and, and fucking with Breezeango, Um they had this match where this is actually no the week where I was like furious with NXT. It was like two two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Santos comes down to the ring to fight Breeze because they had kidnapped and beat the fuck out of uh, Fandango. They come down with his t- with. Um, Mendoza and Wild gets halfway down the ramp, tells those two to go away. Leave. So the match goes like five minutes. Breeze is working underneath the whole time. He gets the second his comeback starts, the the goons run down and interfere in the match, right? And I, I was it's it like the they were having no they were having bullshit instead of matches, they were having, you know. Nonsense with the Keith Lee fireball thing. That was that week. I was furious. So this week, do the same thing. Halfway down the ramp, go away. Mendoza go away. Wow. Then they proceed to wrestle. Dude, you know, we talk about Swerve all the time. I know you have a personal relationship with Swerve and all that and everything. like, um, hey bro. Um, Swerve raw. And I talk about this all the time every time I see him on NXT. But like, that dude is so fucking good, bro. Like, He's so fucking good and talented and has such a so many fucking tools um like the only i don't even know what you would want out of him more as it from a from a skill set to be able to go out there and have bangers and have a variety of different types of matches and tell stories like th- Maybe given his size, you might want him to do a little bit more flying. But like, what's the point? Like, he can he can ground, wrestle on the ground. He's a technical wizard. He's one of the best strikers in the world. Like, he wrestles with pace. He can slow it down if he needs to. He submission specialist. He has so much. He's so fucking complete as a wrestler. Like, it was. It was. It was like it reminded me of watching like a lesser version of like those old Adam Cole takeover matches. Mm-hmm. Where it's, like Adam Cole's that feels like he's he's on one level, but the reason he's on that certain level is to make the make the other guy look like the star because he's the heel and he's trying to get other, Zach Gibson's well, like trying to get over this baby face. And I gotta tell you, Phantasma and Swerve did all types of shit to make Swerve like he's fucking awesome. Um match didn't go super long, but like, you know, they got to near falls and then the goons came down. The odds uh, got evened with uh, the new champions, Breezango, coming down because, you know, they've been doing six-person six, uh, six person tags recently. Um, then, in all the commotion, they brought a, a, a random mask. Uh, so, Swerve goes to grab Santos and bring him into the ring. Before that happens... Santos puts on the mask as he's through as Swerve is through the ropes trying to grab him. Your boy reaches up Santos and he headbutts Swerve. Swerve goes out like a light and then pins him. It's clearly a loaded mask. You know it's loaded mask. It's one of those, and it's one of those things where it's like you don't want the announcers or the refs to be. It's, it, it's annoying as fuck to where you have refs or or uh, especially refs but like also commentary be way dumber and behind than you the viewer <laughs> and these commentators were like what What the hell was that he, he went out on a headbutt and then they and then you know Stu Bennett uh, who you know Wade Barrett who was uh, there doing commentary pointed out well you know any headbutt can take you out it's like no motherfucker this is a clearly a loaded mask like so whatever um, we'll see. You know, I don't know when they finally come to that, but like, I don't want to see a rematch between those two. I want swear to be elevated and moved up to like uh, another uh, to you know be one of these baby faces that fill that that void that we were talking about
1: just, uh, earlier. Like, like, look, they wanted to get creative. Like, if he wasn't in this. Like, they could have just threw him in the four way match. Like, bro,
0: I don't know how many. See, this is also another one that for Grimes. Grimes in a bigger dilemma because he's a heel, and the whole fucking company, all the top stars are heels now. But like. There needs to be, or I don't know what needs to happen for them to realize, like, how many times someone like Grimes or Swerve has kick-ass matches, or, or kick-ass matches, fun bangers, or great, even great matches in the time they're allotted with everyone. Swerve has had great matches with Gargano in short time, great matches with, uh, your boy, uh, I'm sorry, Roger Strong in short time, has, is, uh, one of the only few people that have good matches consistently with, uh, Santos, you know, like what the fuck? The time is now. <laughs> Keep Lee's gone. Uh, Carrying crosses out of here. All the all the old guard is there and stale. freshen this shit up.
1: Like bro, like those four people in the match. Like I would literally have them in four programs with people. Right. Like pick like pick one of them that you want to win the belt. Fine. But after yeah. this, like it should literally be. Alright, we, we, who are we gonna give to, uh, Johnny? And let Johnny pick a guy. Who are we gonna give to Chompa? Let Chompa pick a guy. And who are we gonna give to like, you know, Cole? And then Cole, you pick a you pick like Cameron Grimes or some shit. Right. Like, that's what you should do.
0: Right. Like, right now, the time is now for it needs to be, you know, basically a lot of the breakout guys from the last couple of years, from last year, like Swerve, Damian Priest, uh, Cameron Grimes, uh, Kushida, like, this is their time now. This old guard is like, I don't, no knock against them or whatever else. I still want to watch them have matches, but they need to be having matches with these guys and they need to be going back and forth in feuds and all that kind of stuff and move forward. Like, if you got these four guys and it causes a glutted top for takeover, fine. Put the young guys in there with them.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah.
0: But yeah, um,. And then the main event, I, I don't think there's anything else that really mattered, but like the main event was, uh, EO and Rhea versus Dakota Kai and, uh, Reyna Gonzalez. I'm sorry, uh, Raquel Gonzalez. I keep calling her Reina, Her old name. Um, so this entire match is showing you that Dakota Kai over all the months I've been talking about all the times that like everybody's put her over every time she ever put over is when Raquel has won these matches for her for her or when someone else has interfered in her matches. EO and Rhea beat the living shit out of Dakota every time she's in the ring. Um, and the only time they get any positive momentum is when Raquel gets in the ring and uses her dominance to change turn the tables. Um, oh, so dominantly! They started the match with uh, Rhea and Raquel. Rhea tells EO, "Get the hell out the ring! I want to fight! I, I want to lock horns with the monster! It's, it's going to be giant versus giant! It's going to be an Amazon slamathon in this bitch!" So they start to they start to wrestle a little bit. They they lock horns test of strength, all that, all of a sudden EO tags in, and then EO uses her speed, quickness, and precision to thwart this this big giant. Um, and Dakota gets in, they proceed to beat Dakota's ass, um, Raquel does some smart stuff to change tables, or whatever else, like you know, pulling, pulling people off of the uh, apron, or whatever else. Um, then you get to a point where they get the heat on EO EO's in the middle of about to make a hot tag for Rhea Mercedes comes out pulls her off of the apron and EO is stranded and you're like oh my god Raquel's about to pin EO and be the next challenger (laughs) they tease like three different near falls that I bought all three times just like back, I lean them back in my chair like I can't believe they pinned EO Shirai with this fucking noob so every time she kicked out Then Rhea gets up, gets gets tagged in, um, and then she eats the pin from Raquel. Um, Rhea
1: Ripley, the worst book wrestler of two thousand twenty.
0: If if Adam Cole wins the NXT title back, then I would have to say yes. But those are two; those two are definitely the most uh, definitely in the running. Um, But yeah, so
1: So all she did is lose,
0: bitch. (laughs) (coughs) So, um. So, basically, uh, this was to set up that, like, you ne- you now need to, a- if you're in the women's division, you need a gun to to actually pin Io Shirai's shoulders to the mat for three seconds, which I appreciate. I enjoy that. Um, and it's set up that, like, Rhea desperately wants to fight Io to get her title back and eventually we're going to get to that match, but they're putting all the obstacles in the way to keep, her- keep that match away until they eventually do it. And they're going to do it. Um... But it definitely showed it like you know you know people that were saying this shit about Dakota or whatever else is like watch the I v I don't don't but don't text me that bullshit or send me that bullshit like she's always been a geek and with babyface or heel, she doesn't want her own matches on herself on her own, and you know much like we were talking earlier about the protection that buddy Murphy is for Seth Rollins, it turns out that Dakota Kai. Is a condom for Raquel Gonzalez, which we pointed that out a couple, like a month or two ago, and here we are now. She's beating Rhea Ripley on national television. But um, that match was a good match. Um, so was the the Cruiserweight match. I'd recommend that. i probably get at three and a half, three and three quarters. And then um, the tag match, probably three flat, three and a quarter. Probably, no, nah, probably just three flat. Um, But, you know, three good matches on a two-hour show, Um decent promo stuff, Uh, you know, the booking is still scrambling, because it's always scrambling, because someone's always fucking hurt, and they always scramble, <laughs> they have to scramble, and everyone's a heel, but it was a good show.
1: Predictions for the NXT title?
0: <sighs> Predictions. <sighs> you know if it were me, I'd make it Finn Balor. Um, but I don't know if that's what they want to do. So I think they will go with Champa.
1: I was right there with you. I think they're going with Champa as well. And I don't mind it because like big attack, he had to give up the belt. I know he got fucked by Gargano in Portland, but I think they're going back to him.
0: Right. And I don't mind it because when he was champion, the sky, NXT, that was the peak of NXT when he was the champion. So, Amazing. like, you know, I'm not necessarily saying that, like, you know, he's going to, like, Tommaso Chama is going to fix all their ills. But, like, that is a steady, I imagine if you're looking for a steadying force, that would be it. And you can't go back to Cole.
1: Yeah, Cole's like, if anybody's not going to win, it's Cole. <laughs>
0: I, I think Johnny Armstrong has less of a chance of winning than Cole does. Mm. Because Johnny Garano never gets to win shit, <laughs> <laughs> so why would it, oh now he gets to win? Now he's a cult, he's the as he's been in the last three fucking years, and now you want to uh, put the bell on him? Thank you, thank you, Triple H, appreciate it. Thank Who you. Might you. fuck around and do that? Oh my god! I mean, look, yeah. if the idea is we're so, we're gonna we're to crank back up this match match of your factory or match of your contender factory, sure, sure. Yeah. You gotta do a, you gotta overhaul this fucking character and get rid of uh, get rid of a lot of the bullshit though. Um... <laughs> he just feels stale he still comes out here and has great wrestling matches but he just feels stale (sighs) but Ciampa I I, you know how much longer you have Ciampa may as well
1: yeah he he can fuck around retiring on your ass
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah um you know the wrestling school threatening retirement (laughs) yeah um you
0: watch Summer Struggle we're not gonna go through it, but this gives a general
1: I caught some of it. Um, saw Shingo lose the belt um, to Suzuki. It was a fine contest. Hell of a match. Um, they beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, flying kicks all around and all this other shit. And Cracking like, thunderous forearms, uh, like just Shingo's my uh, early favorite to win the G1. You you drop hmm. your belt before the G1 and. Alarms start going off for me here. I wouldn't be mad at
0: that. I I, that, I would probably root for that. Um, I haven't really thought about it, but yeah, I'll, I'll get back to you on my prediction for
1: oh, uh, Toru Yano now owns uh, Chaos. Oh you know, fucking God. you know, put Kazuchika Okada's shoulders on the mat uh, for three. Owns them. You know, new leader of Chaos, uh, Yano. Um. Uh, what else do we have on this shit? Uh master lost.
0: I didn't watch that really? match. I was I was trying to skip through the stuff that I knew would matter. Um but
1: Horomo no is the match longer the champion. It was alright. Um Wato was fucking a lot of shit up. So Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um but they um had a match with Taiji Ishimori and Hiromu Takahashi. Takahaji. It's kinda of like a shock win. They swapped the belt, so Hiromu also dropped his title before the yeah. G one.
0: Yes, yep. Yep, that's the reason why I was like, maybe you know, because um, I think yesterday you told me you thought maybe um, Shingo, and then I saw this match. Like, what if this was the fu- what was this the final?
1: Could be that, that would be like
0: nice. I mean you know we never got that match.
1: Look, Shingo. We all wanted
0: that match uh, a year ago, or Shingo sorry, two years ago.
1: Garomo. my god.
0: Put look, put the five on the board and then, and if it's not, then we'll change it, but put the five on the board now.
1: <laughs> right. Like, uh, unless you're going to do like Obushi and like, um, Hiromu or Obushi and Shingo or Okada and Shingo, which I think you don't do in the G1. Uh, I feel like- that's probably like the, one of the best matches you can think of for a G1 final. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, definitely not evil or Sonata, oh, so... fuck, fuck, fuck no. <laughs> nah. the,
0: the, this whole experiment is proof that dude, we're past that. Like, we're past that. Um, we're,
1: we're, we're past evil?
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the wrestling evil. Obviously, we've we got a long way to go as far as we can pass real evil. Uh, yeah, the Shingo... Not Shingo, the... Uh, the Ishimori and... um Hiromu match like I thought it was a great match. I thought that the work on the shoulder was excellent. I was scared to death when he gave him that high German on his on um on Hioma's neck and I'm just gonna be like that for the rest of my life watching uh Hiro wrestle. like every time he every time he does one of these things to try to fuck with you it's gonna work for me it just is um I decided to break his fucking neck so <laughs> mm-hmm. um I would like for them to stop f- doing that though. And I also, I like, remember when they, you know, the match at the beginning of the year in February against, um, Dragon Lee when he was like teasing the fucking Phoenix Plex, like bro, please stop doing this. I'm getting, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it in like, like the bottom of my st- my pit of my stomach, like something terrible is going to happen. Please stop playing with me like this. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, they had a great match worked over, um, you know, worked over his shoulder. had the tape on it, um, and then eventually he ended up getting. You know, he slapped on a, a yes lock. He, he slapped on a Gargano escape. Look, he, you know, Ishimori has worked over over in North America a lot. Like that man might have a, a <laughs> that man might have a WWE network subscription. <laughs> that man might have been watching Daniel Bryan and Gargano. So, um, but yeah, really wrestled him. He may have. He may yeah. have. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it's great match. I probably give it probably somewhere like four four and a quarter um the i didn't mention uh the ishii and not ishii the um never title match i probably get at like somewhere between four and a quarter to four and a half um i've i really enjoyed their matches
1: um now right. uh, there, there was a big suplex um then the tag match yes tai dropped this nigga tanahashi right on the neck and, and
0: that bo- and that bothered me Crazy. too that bothered me like, too <gasps> it played <laughs> into the it played into the finish yeah it played to the finish so like you know I wish they didn't do that shit, but at least it played into the finish. At least they had a purpose. It wasn't just like, oh, let's just do the random spot. Oh, this this, shit just got, you know, this shit just got out of of my hand, and the shit just went left. Um, But, yeah, uh, that match, that match also a very good match. Um, Probably go three and a half, three and a three quarters. Uh, Yeah. It wasn't as good as the first match. It was not. Or the Dominion match, where they won the titles, but still a good match, played off of that with the, uh, you know, after the months and all that stuff of going after, uh, Tanahashi's knees, whatever else is like, ain't that, ain't that phone? rabbit got the gun, hold this fuck, nigga, dragon screw, dragon screw, dragon screw the wrong way, dragon screw the wrong way, yeah, I, they have, those four have good chemistry together, and quite honestly, like, I don't know what it is, but, I really enjoy when Ishii not Ishii, but uh when Taishi's not on that bullshit.
1: Yeah. He's
0: he's fun he's fun to watch when he's not on that bullshit. It's just you never know what you're gonna get with him. Yeah. Cause you, you, uh. you know you saw when he brought that claw out, and I was like, God damn it, and he brought a claw out, and then he kicked and the Bushi kicked that shit and I was like, Thank you. Or the is it the claws of the fist? What do they call it? The iron the iron
1: eye. iron iron claw, right? The
0: iron claw. Yeah. Yeah. Kick that shit get that shit away, keep this shit pure if you're going to beat us, you're going to beat us legit um, but yeah really good match match.
1: double championship match uh, the the era of evil is over and thank thank the Jesus (laughs) thank Um, the Jesus you know um, well, you know the problem doesn't go away with, with Naito having the belt but at least like, evil doesn't have that shit Yes. But and, these matches and, still, just, look, you know, they, we, we still ain't at no, you know, peak, peak level with IWGB title at are, this point.
0: Are you saying that 2020 Naito is not 2017 Kazuchika Okada? Is that what you're saying? Uh,
1: yes. No, <laughs> you know, I, I would agree. You no, know, he's not Kenny either. He's not Tanahashi. Hell, He's hell, not Jay White.
0: Hell, 2020 Naito, and even 2018
1: Naito. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah. So. Like
0: 2007 Naito was so raw. This guy is not that guy.
1: Like, if you guys need a need a nice reminder <laughs> on how raw Naito was, right? Um, watch the G1 final. Yes. No, no. Don't even watch the G1. That, final. Yeah,
0: that's not fair. Like, that's one of, in my opinion, like that's one of the best matches I've ever seen.
1: Watched the match the year before he had with Kenny. And that shit is like whoa. Like this is like right before the explosion. Like mm-hmm. essentially, like the Star Wars explosion really like Hell. got nuts. But like they that was a five star match too. Watch his Wrestle
0: Kingdom watches Wrestle Kingdom uh twelve main event uh title match against uh the first one against Okada. That match is also great too.
1: Yeah. Um but he's got this belt now. His Ishii um, matches? Yeah. Those are always pretty good. Cause Ishii, look, if, you think Ishii gonna let you fuck around? No. Alright. Like, so, I think that, um, you know, him getting the belt back, he goes into the G1 as a champion. Let's see, let's see what, how he does. Uh, I'd be interested to see if he's in the, uh, in, in the, in the real put throw station ass, or not. Put
0: his ass in the B block where he belongs.
1: You know, put his uh, ass there. I don't know if he's going to be in the throw section or not, but.
0: Oh, because um, he's a champion. He has to be in the A block.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Well, Kenny was in the B block as a champion. Um, 2019, Okada was in the A block as a champion. 2017, Okada was in the B block as a champion. 2016, they were in the A block as a champion, I believe. So it's going back and forth yeah. uh, more often than you think. So, um, okay. Put his ass yeah, in the B block. So, 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 how w- would you give the match? Like, was this, like, another terrible, like, because I didn't watch this whole match. Oh, my God.
0: It's another one of those matches where it's like, it went for 20, it went like somewhere between 25 to 30 minutes, um, which is a definite upgrade over going 38 minutes, but it wasn't a good match. Or let I me mean, phrase that. It's a, you give it three stars, but a three star match going 28 minutes is is not a good match. It's like, oh, okay, you guys were competent for, and it went way too long. Like, it's one of those. Like, I can see someone giving it somewhere between like two and a half to three. It's a twenty-eight minute match or some shit like that. Oh, that, that is substandard. Yuck. Right, um, but you know, whatever is one of those, or is one of those where people will say it wasn't about that; it was about the guy that was inspired. You know the story with that stadium. But Naito, uh,
1: some I, I saw the video package like he was sitting in there. So it was like, he bought the tickets to the stadium as a kid, or he wanted right. to become a wrestler. The something last like show, that. the
0: last show they had there 21 years ago, was the match that inspired him to want to become a wrestler. So he wins the titles back in that in there, and then you have the shots with him on the floor doing the you know, the fist in the air, um, laying on the mat, uh, with the with the pyro in the background. Like it's supposed nope. to be about so, it's, it's about that as opposed to the actual quality
1: of the match. So what you're telling me is New Japan Pro Wrestling is now booking W-W-E. for the moments, James? <laughs> what it's a like, fall from green
0: <laughs> Well, when it comes to Naito, I guess so, because My Naito's such God. a cash cow. Um, Like, seriously, think of how Naito is right now. Like, you want to put that on your undercard?
1: Look, I Naito,
0: would... Look let, Naito, look, let Naito get his Hogan shit off, man. Stop hating.
1: But this is what they want to do, you know. These gonna fall from all types of critical acclaim, or people can just lie, you know, and no, act we'll like it's like, the same yeah, thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. They'll be like, "Look, this is all the same except the main event. Don't the main, the main the main events don't count." Yeah. <laughs> the right. main events don't count rich
1: <laughs> like you know the last couple years like this is exactly the same you know th- th- there is no difference this is you know this is just as good like the stop undercar-
0: the cap look, look, the stop the cap look, the undercards are, are undercard magic are just as good as they've always been the main event we ain't counting count the main events you're not counting the main events why <laughs> <laughs> on oh, what earth are we not counting main events
1: three words Stop the cab.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I, I really don't have anything else to talk about. So, oh, oh, one thing. Um, on Wednesday, Sealing had their fifth anniversary show. There is the main event was a tag match between Yoshiko and Haruhi Matsumoto versus the best friends Arisa Nakajima and um, Sukasa Fujimoto. Um. It is better than that Queens Quest versus uh, Donna del Mondo tag match that you gave four and a half stars. Mm. Um, I'm not. I wasn't as high on that Donna del Mondo match as you were. Um, I gave it four. You gave it. Five, I think you, you said. I think you said four and a half. But it's better. Um, so you know, uh, it's actually on YouTube. Uh, it's not like on some paywall where you got to go somewhere to try to find it. It's on YouTube, so like I guess I'll put the link in the description for y'all to yes, so check met it out. Through. But yeah, they beat. <laughs> they had themselves a match match. Uh, yeah, uh, so I, I, so if you know y'all got some free time, want to watch some uh, Japanese wrestling? that's not New Japan. Check that out. Um, so, but other than that, I think that is pretty much the end of the show.
1: One of the um, longest O&Rs of the year, so...
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's the end of the show. Be sure to rate us on whatever app you're using to listen to this. Uh, tell the folks about the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Uh, be sure to visit ProWrestlingTees.com slash Social Suplex and pick up some official Social Suplex Podcast Network merchandise. Be sure to check out the other shows on the network. On Sundays, we usually have the show on 1H Radio. On Tuesdays, we have Keeping the Strong Style on and Wednesdays we have the Rick and Clive wrestling podcast on every other Wednesday we have girl Watches shit on Fridays we have 8-bit suplex and on Saturdays we have all things a week thanks for listening y'all yeah and your Sack I'm later y'all <laughs>